Howdy, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jake. I am one of your hosts. You are listening to the Talks and Crocs podcast or watching us on YouTube or Rumble. We have our co-hosts, Chris and Stacy, with us as well, and guest host, Brad. Hi, Brad. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> How is everybody doing? Stellar. Long week. Long week. Who wants to... Good start off with the happies and crappies. You guys are looking at me. You want me to start with my happy? Well, I mean, you you were kind of aggravated with something <laughs> earlier. I was I was kind of worried you were gonna possibly <laughs> punch somebody. You know. <laughs> okay, so my happy is that we are partially moved into our new office. So yay! I'm so excited about my new office, and I'm gonna have storage that's not in my office, which is very very nice. <laughs> But my crappy ties into that. When we were moving our servers, uh, one of them would not start back up. And we actually lost some of our company data because it was not being backed up. So it's my job to back stuff up. But there was a miscommunication and it was not being backed up because I was not aware it was supposed to be backed up. So I found a lot of issues are associated with miscommunication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... But it's it's fine. It's not really that big of a deal because um, the stuff that was lost is it's even though it's not recoverable, um, I think through uh, technological means we have paper copies of stuff, so I think it's fine. But it's good at least have a hard copy backup anyway. Yeah, my boss is big on that. So, Monsieur Chris, sure. Uh, my happy is that I am almost completely recovered from whatever I had over last weekend, the weekend before, whatever. Let's, let's see if I hit the right button here. Nope, wrong one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you might want to label those. <laughs> That'd, be That'd be a good idea. That's um, hilarious. Gosh, I think the best that I can bring to the table for my crappy is I just had... Somebody at work that decided to play the kinds of music that I really didn't want to listen to for most of my shift. So that's not too bad. Yeah, that's like minimal crappy. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's only, it's that only definition. A, only a little crappy. <laughs> yeah, could be way worse though. Yeah, you got anything, Brad? Um, I guess my crappy and happy are kind of all one in one. That happens. Uh, my boss is leaving Uh-oh. next week for. A full week, so yay, I, you know. However, that means this week it's been hmm. just he's a been hectic. on a rampage. And, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, but then on top of that, another happy is is the following week is Employee Appreciation Week, and Party. so I've been able to, you know, spend a lot of money of the companies to be able to buy stuff for everybody. Hmm. And, it's just, it's good to do something good for them. So oh, yeah. yeah. Pay it forward. Yeah. That's just awesome. A, just not the normal pizza party thing that, like, HR no. likes to do. It's, <laughs> hey, everybody, we all know you're feeling on the crappy mood, but have some pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we have, I have a <coughs> chili cook-off is how we Ooh. started off Ooh. on Monday, so. That sounds great. Yeah, last year we had, like, 10 different chilies, and, oh, we were so stuffed by the end of the day. Are you doing chili hot dogs, too? 
no, I, I don't have any hot dogs, but maybe, maybe we can throw that in. But and then Tuesday is Street Taco Tuesday, so. Oh, wow. Ooh. I'm in the wrong business. Yep. So <laughs> we're going to bring in a vendor for that and just have tacos. And then Wednesday is breakfast all day, so all the managers are going to make breakfast all day long. That's and then fun. Thursday we do brisket and... Uh, Jalapeno popper, mac and cheese, baked beans. Sold. Mm. Jalapeno uh, popper, mac and cheese. That sounds, that sounds delicious. Amazing. So, yeah. He smokes it. So, anyone that's oh. listening out here, I'm sorry yeah. if you're listening to this in the morning before lunch. <laughs> <laughs> while you're waiting for lunch, while you're at work, I'm sorry, but yeah, that does sound amazing. It yeah, does. That does. So, it's a good week, so I'm hmm. really excited about that. That's so, awesome. That's cool. Um, I'm happy for me, I guess, as well. I'm back here. I love doing this. Um, had my uh, Bible group. They came out and helped me out after that tornado came through. I think I brought that up last time, but I'm mm-hmm. still pretty happy about that. It got yeah. me a long ways to where I still got a lot of work to do, but <laughs> got us a long ways to where we needed to be. Um, I, I got two crappies. I had a lung infection. The thing started out like as allergies, and it just turned into an infection in my right lung. So I was on like heavy antibiotics and steroids for a while, but now I don't feel like an elephant sitting on my chest. And um, I was never contagious because I never had a fever or anything. So that's what the doc said. Oh, you're fine. Go back to work. Then the other crappy is here in Grand Island today, or outside of Grand Island anyway, one of our major employers just had a facility blow up or had an explosion at that facility and one person did die. So everybody keep uh, those people that are affected in your prayers. That's all I'm going to say on that one. Yeah. Sad deal. Yeah. Sad deal. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I'm doing fine. And dandy. Um, I think I was going to a Christmas song there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, at work, uh, I was uh, messing with a guy, started singing him Mariah Carey. Oh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Don't want a lot for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I just got really? the dirtiest looks. Yeah. <laughs> Get a wrench upside the head if you're not careful. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, anybody got any weird, fun questions for today? I do. Oh, you always do, Stacy. I what, love it. What are the most used emojis on your phone? Do you use emojis? I do. Yes. I, I would think I use this emoji. Which is I I don't even know how to describe this one. It, does, it means so many different things. Hang loose. Uh, like the, the thumbs up with the pinky out, just for anyone that's not watching. Um, like in the military, we use that for everything. Like yo, what's up? Like hey, you got this? Hey, you can you hear me? Just whatever meant for everything. So I use that for a lot of stuff. And then I always use like the surprise big eyed face uh-huh. and um, laughing, and then hysterical laughter where it's like cockeyed to the side mm-hmm. and like tears are shooting out. Yeah. I think those are my main ones that I use. Yeah, mine would just be thumbs up and maybe the laughing, the same one, but I really don't use emojis much. I use the thumbs up a lot for work stuff. It's just a yes, I've seen that kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Um, I use the laughing emojis a lot when people send me stuff that's funny. Yeah. Um, I also use the little face that's got the like three hearts around it mm-hmm. when... Um, I don't like, know if I know that one. When when I like something. So but yeah. I I use like most of the same emojis you guys do for the most part. 
Okay. Is there a way to bring that up on your phone? Like your most the used most app? used ones? I don't know. Like some of your apps, if you look at your Discord app, it'll show you the ones that you've used right. most recently um, on Discord. Let's so. say I use thumbs up, smiley I'll, face. I'll pull up my Discord and see what I know what on I've got. Messenger it shows frequently used. Yes. On the Discord one, it's my number one is the thumbs up and then hang loose, heart, hysterical laughter, and just normal laughter. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've got the laughing with the tears, yep. the thumbs up, the party face, because I use the party face all the time when I like celebratory. I forgot about that one. A heart, the laughing, rolling on the floor laughing one, and the 100%. I use that one a lot, too. Yeah. If I agree with somebody, I use the 100 Oh. So. so I didn't realize there was a 100% one. Mm -hmm. On Discord? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's actually on your phone, too. Just mm. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. You're right. I've seen yeah. that. Little so. red 100. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, 100. with two. It's got two little underlines yeah. underneath it. Yeah. This year, Chris, do you got any? I use used? pretty much those. There's a couple others, but I'm not going to mention those. Are they not appropriate? If if you take them at face value, they're appropriate. Oh, okay. Because they're fruits and vegetables. But oh, 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 okay. I got you. I know what you're talking about. Um, Chris, do you have a question this time? Uh, pass. Pass. Uh, I can think of one though. Give me a second. Well, I'll throw one out there. Um, what are two things that you're you can do better from this week? Like two things that happened. It's like, hey, I could do better this next time. Something that you can improve upon or work on. Okay. I, both of mine kind of go together. I can uh, back up things that I don't think I need and not just take the programmer's words for stuff. So, because, mm. yeah, if I did, if I would have left that backup running instead of stopping it in 2020, we would have had a recent database backup for our work at uh, work orders so yeah. but we don't because i was told to stop backing it up so you're probably just too good at your job that they <laughs> just expected you to keep doing it well, i was told to stop i i left it running longer than i was supposed to and then i stopped it because i got kind of hollered at for it so i stopped oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but at least i still had the backup because yeah. otherwise we wouldn't have had one at all think for me I know one thing that I would like to be able to do more is <laughs> I do need to get better at when I've run out of stuff to do at work is actually get on it and I'd go up to my manager and be like hey dude what you got I need to get better at that and then I'd say just putting more time towards cleaning probably in the house because I, I my 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 levels are up here for expectation wise how i want it to be so as if that's how i want it to be i need to do it myself too more than what i am so yeah yeah my wife was gone so i could have done a lot better job of cleaning as well um, <laughs> you know so there's that and then um yeah just i mean i snapped at my boss couple days ago and we could probably do a better job of not getting so angry yeah i got some a lot of us need to work on it, keeping oh, yeah. ourselves in check a little bit better <clears throat> yeah i get angry when people are dangerous when they're driving 
<laughs> that's that's my biggest one. Your road rage come out a little bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. When somebody's really tailgating me or tailgating the car in front of me, I get a little angry because, you know, just a little as Chris shows. <laughs> yeah, just a touch. No, I get really angry actually. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been doing better on it, but. Yeah. Shawnee could probably tell you stories about my road rage that happens. I've, yeah. I've gotten better. I've yeah. gotten better. I mean, I don't act on it. I don't chase them around. But sometimes <coughs> I do um, gesture in ways that I shouldn't. <laughs> so. When I was a little more, I'm going to say, in in the flesh when I was younger, riding the motorcycle and I got cut off, cut off by an Asian guy in UNK, I ended up chasing him. I'll admit that I chased the guy and scared the heck out of him. Yeah. Felt bad about it afterwards because I let the anger get in the way, but I'm a different person now, and I won't do that again. Yeah. But all he saw was this big, because back then I was trying to, like, bodybuild at the same time. So I got all these tattoos going down my arms, just the, the vest, and I'm on the motorcycle, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Intimidation, go. Yeah. yeah, and I am was probably at least a foot taller than the guy, I would imagine, yeah. so. Yeah, and I definitely don't chase anybody down. I just get mad because, you know, somebody could get hurt. Yeah. So. He turned in the Walmart parking lot pretty quick and tardy, <laughs> and then I kept going past. <laughs> I'm not that way anymore, I promise people. <laughs> um, we, we have a task, a, a task <coughs> set that we have to do at work, and it's on a tablet. Mm. I could get better at staying on top of because we have to check it like four times during a shift and there's a lot of temping because it's for temperature for food and stuff oh okay so it's like hey you need to go check your temperatures and And, you know it's easy to space yeah so it's like your quality control checks yeah absolutely literally what it is yeah but we have to do like check the sanitary water which is an easy one to forget too because you're like you know sanitary i guess i don't know much about the restaurant stuff so sanitized water usually is about 75 degrees i don't i'm ballparking it's the same temperature you would wash a baby in basically Hmm. but it's got sanitizer in it so you have sanitary strips they're orange when you get them and you you swipe them in the water and they change to a bluer or a greener color it depends on the level of sanitizer in it so you have to check those every two hours oh okay huh yeah we didn't have to do that at arby's times are different yeah yeah Yeah, that's probably a post-covid thing no, it's been this way. Oh, for really? Ever. It was never a thing we had to do at Arby's. We just had to refill it That's like every hour. Ha- we had to refill it like every hour or it's something North like Platte that. Dump it out and right re- refill it. <laughs> North Platte quality. <laughs> <laughs> the water's in there. It's good. It was, it was, Ar- <laughs> it was Arby's policy. So, yeah, no. I mean, we, we were following Arby's policy. Yeah, Mich- Michelle was a stickler for that stuff. So. Apparently, my lung is still not happy, but it doesn't hurt anymore. So, yeah, sorry. It's important. Sorry about the coughing, everybody. Yeah, I'm doing it, too. My allergies are not not treating me well. All right. Did you think of one yet? A question? Yeah. Yes. Sweet. Do you prefer day or night? For, like, work or just, just anytime? In general. Uh, I prefer the daytime. I like the darkness of night. Nighttime, because I'm a night owl. I'm definitely not a morning person. And Chris, I, I got a is, deal for you. What is your answer, Chris? Yeah, Hold on. Chris. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Night. Night. Hold on, I got this. Nighttime. Daytime. <laughs> Nighttime. <laughs> 
Daytime. 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 It's a bird that just has its wings over its head and then it pops up every time. Oh, that's what that is. I recognized it, but I'm like, yeah. I don't remember what that's from. It's like uh, that video goes on where it's like a, a prairie dog or something yelling, Steve, Steve, mm. over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, I love that video. It's old video. It's but. silly. Um, okay. Well, anyone else got anything? <laughs> <laughs> As I look Do at Do you Brad. have a random um, question? <laughs> I don't know. You guys might have done... If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life. Steak. Sushi. See now that's a that's a that's a better one because there's a huge variety of sushi. You only have a small variety of steaks. Yeah. That's yep. a smarter idea. <laughs> but I already said it, so I think I I would have said up until some years ago lasagna, but I would go with stir fry because of variety. See, I'm not a, that big of a lasagna guy. Oh, I love lasagna. Like, most people mm. seem to, like, overcook the noodles, in my mm. opinion, and then they're just mush, and it's like, no, that's not right. I'll have to make my crockpot lasagna yes. for you sometime. Hmm. I would try it. It's most awesome. definitely. Yeah, the noodles are not mushy, Mm-mm. unless if you overcook it. What's yours, Brad? I'd probably do tacos, just, mm. you know. Yeah, tacos. You get a There's little a bit of variety. everything there, yeah. so... Yeah. It's a big variety there, too. Mm-hmm. Chicken taco. steak. <coughs> Fish tacos, chicken tacos. <laughs> and we're back on food. <laughs> Deer meat tacos. Hope you're not hungry. <laughs> well, I hope you are. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. He apologized earlier, and now he's taunting the I just, audience. I'm just going out. <laughs> Get Go hungry. Eat Go yeah. eat food. Watch that clock. <laughs> now, does the choco taco count as a taco? I though, would right? say yes. Okay. Yes. But... Oh. You know they discontinued those. I'm so mad. I love those. Yeah. I love Choco Tacos. Mm, I don't know yep. why they got rid of them. They always get rid of the good stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. Not like wrong. Vault. Yep. You were talking about Vault earlier. Mm-hmm. They got rid of Vault. That was my favorite. That was my jam. Vault and put a little cherry grenadine in it. Mm, so good. McRibs. I'm, I've never been that big of a fan of McRib, though. I like McRibs. Oreo O's cereal. I huh. love that. Was that like the kind of black looking cereal with like chunks on it? Little white chunks, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Tasted mom, like Oreo cookies. My mom would never let us have that. Oh, I'm sure it's terrible for you, but it tasted good. <laughs> I always like cookie crisps. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite foods was uh, chili dog burritos. You used to get them from oh, Sam's Club, yeah. her from Skagway. And oh, wow. Chili dog oh, burritos. Those were, you know, just the cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, chili dog burrito. It, it is amazing, but I, I, okay. I will apologize again. Hopefully, you guys aren't <laughs> listening to this before lunch, <laughs> or you already ate. You know, I'm I'm sorry if you didn't, but you know, I know you're looking at the clock now. But that's just I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we just gave some lunch ideas. So there yeah. we go. Yeah. So when when you get off work, go to Walmart or K, Kmart, whatever it is, and get your food, and just go make what we've talked about. <laughs> Good to go. <laughs> this is going to date me, but I'm going to totally say it. I miss, and it's going to make me sound like a monster too, but I'm still going to say it. I miss dolphin and tuna. Oh, yeah. Dolphin and tuna. What? Back in like the late 80s, mm-hmm. they, they stopped the production. Because back when the, the tuna trawlers used to go out, they'd catch, they'd throw out their nets and catch yeah. tuna. Well, if there were dolphins in there, 
Yeah. Just chop them up. Yeah. yeah. Dolphins and, and other fish. It wasn't just tuna. Now it's just tuna. The tuna tasted so much better. It, it had a different flavor. So much better. Yeah. I used to eat tuna when I was a kid, eat it by the can, and mm. it had a different flavor. Yeah. And then they did. They had this whole thing about uh, protecting the dolphins, mm. and now dolphin-free, and, you know. Huh. Yeah. I guess I never realized they did that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Dolphins are smart. I, yeah. I, I love dolphins, don't get me wrong. but Oh, it was so tasty, though. Tasty, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing out majorly on that one. Time machine. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more thing that I miss that is oh. no longer around. The McDonald's Arch Deluxe Sandwich. Mm. I don't remember what kind of sauce it had on it. It might have been like a peppercorn ranch, but it was so good. And it had like this circle uh, piece of bacon on it. Bacon. It was really good. Bacon. Arch Deluxe. Bacon, that was bacon. like in the 90s, I think. I miss having McDonald's in a Walmart. Is that just me? Am I the only one? No, I I used to work at Walmart, so yeah. I, I miss that because we'd get be grocery shopping and then walk past McDonald's. And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go ahead and go get some McDonald's. And then you'd go look at the lobsters in the tank not far away. Yeah. That was always fun as a kid. Mm-hmm. But I also miss just the cafe that they used to have mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. A cafe? Yeah. yeah. I'm lost on a, that one. Yeah. When I worked at the one in Hastings, those ladies loved me because I'd come in and I'd probably spend just as much as everybody did the whole day up there. And so I'd order a, a taco burger, you know, and so you had a paper plate and the whole thing was, you know, you had a big bun, but then they would just fill it with meat and everything. Nice. And, Holy cow. Oh, for like three bucks and... It filled me up, and I was just like, oh, this is amazing. So, I never knew they did that at yeah. Walmart's. Yep. Huh. It's been a tick. Yeah. Been, been a minute. Been a yeah. minute. You know, the first time I ever heard that saying, been a minute, was when I went out to the East Coast for training for the for the <laughs> Army. Because hmm. they're out there like, all right, so it's, we're going to do this in a minute. I'm like, okay, I'll be there in a minute. They're like, no, that means in a little while. I'm like, what? No, yeah. that means in a minute. <laughs> yeah, they could tell all of us that were like from the Midwest because mm-hmm. we had no idea what they were talking about the entire time. <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> all right. Um, so something I was thinking about the other day, you know, Babel, right? Tower Babel. Mm-hmm. Makes me wonder how much like actual like advanced tech they had back then. Because you start reading all that, it's like they were building that and they were trying to get to God's level and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then all that was wiped out. Now we're finding all this... T- ancient tech now that's like well beyond what they got like there's mechanical computers and all this other stuff going on it's like i wonder what they're technologically or how technologically advanced they were back then yeah. i don't know if anyone's ever thought of that before hmm. but just something i thought about and i saw i wrote something here on it huh i didn't know that they found a, you said a mechanical computer yeah they found mechanical like computers huh it's where they could calculate like the stars and all the stuff where they're going to be on this date and all the whole lot of stuff going that's on. That's wild. I hadn't heard of that. Just, now you're gonna have something to look up later. Yeah, definitely. When you ADD out or something, <laughs> and start just researching things like I do. Just randomly reading stuff on the internet. I do that a lot. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Anyone else ever thought of that though? No, like I how, mean, like even before you know, Noah's time, how yeah. advanced were they? Yeah, it's just amazing. Just like thinking about how they, you know, built things and, you know, we were just talking about rebuilding the walls back, you know, what was that? 
um, last month's service with the kids. Well, no. in, oh, okay. Um, 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 Jericho? Yeah. Well, they were rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. Uh, Jericho. I Jer- thought it was Jerusalem because they it? brought down the walls of Jericho. Yeah. They yeah. rebuilt the walls Rebu- of Jerusalem. Yep. Mm. Okay. And they built it in seven days. And I'm just like. Wow. Like how? Yeah, like, I mean, I even <laughs> said, you know, look at the mall. How long is that going to take to build? Mm-hmm. And yeah. We have machines and everything like that. But back then they just. Well, well, and the walls in Jericho, if I remember correctly, they were, like, people were living inside the walls. It was, like, house-sized structures. So the walls in Jericho, that story's even crazier when you know how the walls were built and that there were actually homes inside the walls and all that. They used to have chariot races on top. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Wide enough for three chariots. Yeah. (coughs) Yeah, the walls of Jericho were crazy. Crazy, yeah. huge, and wide, and just. Can you imagine being in your house inside the walls? The chariot goes over. <laughs> That'd be so loud. Just had a baby. It just took a nap. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you guys quit racing your chariot. Yeah. <laughs> Those yeah. darn kids are at it again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The walls oh. in Jericho were crazy. Or like I remember seeing something on the History Channel once where they found like a kind of almost petrified or fossilized looking tracks that look like tank tracks. Oh, they have yeah. no idea what made them. So it's like there's all this stuff that they've been finding. It's like what kind of technology did they used to have? Because um, did I write it in here? Come and build a city for yourselves, reach the world. But the Lord looked at the city and the people were building. Look, he said the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Mm-hmm. So basically if they got to where they could see God and get to God, nothing was going to be in their way. So it's like if they were... They had, in my mind, they had to be so technologically advanced in order to even start getting to that level. And just like with Adam and Eve, God's like, no, you can't do that. So then, you know, they made them all speak different languages, which there's a lot of funny memes with that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Whether I'll be working on the deal, talking, and then all of a sudden someone's talking in gibberish. You're like, what? Yeah, that's just crazy. From a scientific standpoint, that would be... It would be interesting to see how they would have built the tower up to a certain level because the uh, air pressure gets, you know, yeah, changes and the temperature changes and the lack of oxygen. There's, there's only so far they'd be able to build before. Well, here's the one theoretically thing. they couldn't build anymore. Here's the one thing I wonder is would, do we actually have physical evidence of an actual tower or could it be a metaphorical thing? Like in the Bible, there's a lot of metaphorical stuff where they'll say this, but it actually means this. Yeah. Could this have been a, like a tower of intelligence, of technology, of a, a tower of enlightenment spiritually? Is there, in the scripture, does it say the tower's destroyed? Or does it just, doesn't it say God just changes their language so they can't build any farther? Um. Come, let's go and confuse the people with different languages, and they won't be able to understand each other. In that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world, and they stopped building the city. That is why the city was called Babel, because the Lord confused the people with different languages. So the tower technically still was standing at that point. If there was an actual physical tower. Right, yeah. But time could have just destroyed it. Yeah. Or could the tower have been just the could people? Have been. Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. Kind of like when we had that conversation about uh, what um, different peoples. Oh yeah. When you called me. Yep. I like that because there's a lot of what ifs there, but 
the whole thing still stands like even if there were other peoples after Noah, everybody after Noah would have still been from Adam and Eve. So it's like that's where I still wonder. Yeah. Still wonder. <laughs> that's how my <laughs> mind works though. That's okay. It's, um, it's good to be curious. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was also looking back at that and thinking, <coughs> you know, did God create Adam and Eve? And then, you know, were did he create others as well? But then it does say, call her, call her Eve because she's the mother of all nature. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, what if... What if the story's only about just the one couple and there actually was multiple couples that God created and just it just never got written down because they were the first, but mm-hmm. but then it'd go against her name, so that's something I kinda wonder about too, because then Adam and Eve would have been the start of his people, of yeah. the chosen people. So it's like, is that the only reason we have that history? I mean, God's still the God of the universe, God of the world and stuff, but that's, that'd be the reason we have that. I'd say the most popular um, opinion on it that I found was that Adam and Eve were the only two that God fit, uh, directly created, and then um, all of the other people came from them, from their them and their children. And that when um, Cain takes a wife, that is like 500 or 600 years later because they lived for so long. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, it was some distant relative, but, or a sister or something, but I don't know. Sweet home Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I was doing some research and, you know, you start Googling everything and you start getting off path yeah. and then you start right getting into rabbit holes and people that aren't necessarily christians mm-hmm. that think that they need to give their input and stuff mm-hmm. and yeah uh, there's one website where somebody had said uh adam and eve was not just one person it was multiple people like they were saying like you know how we call dogs dogs huh and so they were saying god called man adam and called woman eve and and that was kind of the start of it. And so then when it goes from there, it's saying that all these are from Adam and Eve because those were all the original. And I was like. So you can go it. verse 21 of Genesis 2. You could you could argue against that with just yep. this one. It says, so the Lord God caused the, the man to fall into a deep sleep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you could yeah. argue against that one with just that verse right there. Right. Yep. But it's interesting because Adam in Hebrew means man. Mm-hmm. And like not just a man, it's collective. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that, that's an interesting thing too. I, I've never looked up what Eve is, what it means in Hebrew. Dr. Google, are you going to help I me? I know on, in the Bible, I mean, it says, called her Eve because she's mother of nature. Her. Of, of life or something like that. Source of life. Yeah, it's a uh, means sort living one or source of life. Which would make sense because you can't have humanity without yep. the woman. Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> you're not going to get multiple humans from a dude. That just doesn't happen that way. From a dude. If you're younger, you need to talk to your parents on that or give them a few years to think about it. Because I know I don't want to have that talk with my, my son. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that talk. Most minor. Old enough now, so we've had to have it. But 
I, I'm not looking for that, especially since we're going to have a daughter next. It's we'll like see. I'm going to let Shawnee probably take that one. Yep, that was our rule. If we had boys, I had to do the talk. If we had girls, she got to do the talk, and I lost three times. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you could always adopt one, and then, no? like, yeah, it's your no, turn I'm now. <laughs> Brad's like, I'm done with that deal. <laughs> but, but, you know, you go back to that verse, and if you say Adam is, in Hebrew, is man, yep. you know, did he create all the men? You know, mm-hmm. at that time, and then, I mean, it doesn't mean he has to take just one. Did he take it out of all of them and then create right. women, Eve at that time? Mm-hmm. You know, so it is just an interesting perspective that mm-hmm. I had never really thought about. Yeah, and like I said, I get on those rabbit holes every once in a while, and then you, you know, I'm I'm open to everything to listen. You oh, know, yeah. at least, at least then I can see where you know, people are coming from and where their mm-hmm. objectives are right. and stuff. Yeah. For sure, for sure. But yeah, I thought it was, like I said, it, it made me scratch my head for a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because I've always, I've always taken it literally, but um, just, you know, one man and one woman and hadn't really thought that depth, you know, in that depth mm-hmm. about it. But, you know, it's it's an interesting thought. And I mean, it's not it's not a salvation issue. So no, it's it, just a curiosity. Yeah. Thing. So if it's if it's something we happen to disagree on or are wrong on, it's not gonna, you know. Yeah. What was the thing I think too? Like you said, Adam and Eve they lived for hundreds of years. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like so they didn't have a written history. We're hearing it from their kids and their grandkids mm-hmm. and their great grandkids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a first hand experience. It's a second or third hand experience. Is probably where all this came from. Yeah. So it's. I mean, I have that firsthand experience. Yeah, but it's the old telephone game, right? Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. where you got people in line, and hey, this say this, and then they keep repeating it. It changes just a little bit, or they lose a bit of the information. So it's like I wonder what may have been lost. Yeah. Well, and uh, your perspective about um, <coughs> that Adam and Eve were the were the chosen people, and that's where mm-hmm. the people of Israel came from, and that. God could have created other people in other areas. That that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think it's really plausible that um, when God created the animals, that He created more than just a pair of each oh, yeah. an, each animal. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and you know the trees and stuff like that. So why wouldn't He do the same thing with people? Well, maybe it's because we're different. Maybe it's because He wanted a relationship with us. But you know, it could you know completely possible. So, well, when you think about like where the animals are at, you know, you know, you have certain animals that have to be in desert zones and stuff like that. And what rainforests, how did Adam see all those creatures at one time, you know? So, did God give them vision as far as what the animals were? Or was it a collective like that one guy was saying? You know, so I don't, you know, it, 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 like I said, it, it got me on that rabbit hole, and I started thinking completely different. And mm-hmm. then all these questions that I had never thought about before mm-hmm. started popping in my head. And yeah, you know, and those are you know, you guys had asked if I could ask Jesus one question. You know, yeah, I, I think I'd be asking something like that, some weird, random question, and mm-hmm. be like, "Where's the full story?" You know, because obviously, you know, the Bible does highlight a lot of things and. And God gave them, you know, 
the information as far as what to write down and everything, but yeah. mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that there weren't some fun stories off on the side, you know, that Jesus had with his disciples, and, oh, and it yeah. never made the book, so... Yeah, yeah. The, the things that happened that were entertaining and good times, but not important to yep. the the core of the story. Yeah. Maybe maybe the Garden of Eden was like Minecraft, where you could have biomes right next to each other, <laughs> and it didn't really hurt anything, and that's how they just... God just walked him around, and he was like, what do you call this? You know? Or yeah. maybe, and then they went to the next biome. Or maybe all the animals were able to exist in the same same temperate climate maybe you know the fall and all the things that followed that are what caused you know all of that to happen it's interesting you said that because i remember i was listening to a guy that does a lot of like uh talking about bible history and stuff and i remember he brought up like at up until a certain point nobody not even the animals ate other meat Mm -hmm. it was after the flood when they started eating meat so they all ate plants Hmm. So in all your predators and stuff, they could have been eating fruits because you, you need canines to eat fruit. Mm-hmm. Like our, our teeth are designed for eating mm-hmm. fruit and, and meat, obviously. But like all your uh, big herbivores, they got sharp teeth. Hmm. So interesting. something interesting to think about. Yeah. That's it doesn't it say that there's a difference between like the clean animals and the dirty animals mm-hmm. as far as what to yeah. eat. And yeah, like somebody yeah. with a split hoof and yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So. the the well, animal that chooses the cud, cud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yeah. Thank God for Acts chapter ten when he said, "Hey, how dare you like <laughs> not want to eat what I've made clean, dude? Mm-hmm. So we can eat bacon." <laughs> I am very thankful for that. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing us to eat bacon. <laughs> well, then the other question would be is how many of the animals from Noah's Ark were, like, original animals? Like, you know, did the zebra come from a horse and it was just a mutation later on? And now oh, we know yeah. it as a zebra because yeah. somebody named it later on and, and you know, there was only a horse or something like that you know yeah so or like how i brought up the rhinoceros used to be called a unicorn Mm -hmm. and the scientific name is like unicornis or something and then they got the two-horned rhino which is bicornis so it's like the old unicorn meant rhino Mm -hmm. and now we think of it as a horse with a horn on its nose and Mm -hmm. no originally it was a rhino yeah well the thing that blows me away about noah's ark uh, about the animals specifically is that you know when you're taught about Noah's Ark as a kid it's always like they came two by two you know they came yeah. in pairs but the clean animals they had they took I think it's seven pairs of them onto the ark instead of a single pair and sounds then right the, seven's the, a big number and the, the unclean animals it was I think it was a single pair I don't remember for sure are you looking it up <laughs> I'm gonna try to so yeah there was actually yep. a difference it wasn't just a, a pair of every animals but you know every animated Noah's Ark show for the kids <coughs> shows like oh there's two zebras yep. and there's two rhinos yep. and there's seven two pairs yeah yeah seven pairs yep yeah because it doesn't actually say two of every animal it says that they came in pairs yeah and so yeah but you're right you, as a kid you're always taught you know two mm-hmm. by two and yeah you know, it's always different animals but yeah but yeah 
But you don't see that it's like multiple pairs of the same kind of animal. They just show like, here's a pair of giraffes and here's a pair of lions and, you know. Yeah, all walking up the ramp. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see the picture that one little kid's uh, book talking about the ark around the cover? It's two male lions walking up the ramp. (laughs) It's like, man, y'all screwed up. Good luck luck with that. (laughs) You ain't getting lions after that one. It's just saying. It's the Indian rhinoceros that has the unicorn name in it. It's rhinoceros unicornis. Yes. Nice. See, the rest See? of them do not have unicorn in the name. Nice. I thought the two-horned one did. That's bicornus. Yeah, bicornus. Okay, yeah. That's the black rhinoceros. 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 Which, back then, that's kind of, they're kind of like in the Asian area, so, hmm. yeah, so in the old Bibles, they called it unicorn, and then when they switched to the newer ones, it became rhino. Hmm. It's interesting. It is very interesting. That's, uh, that comes from falling down a rabbit hole and <laughs> I'm looking into stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I know exactly how that is. You start yeah. searching and, yeah. Two hours later. <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. That's like a, I'll just open up TikTok real quick. Oh, no, it's in, the sun's coming up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that used to be more like with gaming back in high school. We all playing rock band upstairs or Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> We'd oh, play yeah. that for hours. I don't yeah. know about anybody else, but you know, I, I did. I remember when Gran Turismo came out mm. on PS2 for the first time. I was a Need for Speed guy. Yeah. Well, my buddy, you know, I had the I had the PlayStation Two, but he bought the game because he mm-hmm. wanted to play it. Yeah, and uh, we were staying up and playing it, and our third roommate said, "Hey, don't you have to work today?" And I was like, "Oh no, I don't have to work until Wednesday or something like that." And he's like, "That's today." And I was like, <laughs> what? Wait, what? "We stayed up. We looked because you know it kept track of how long he had been playing yeah. or how much time you've played it, and we had just bought the game." And we were at like 38 hours. Holy and we we're like, moly. ooh, we didn't even fall asleep. <laughs> but that was a long day at work. Oh, but it was. I was. But, you know, the whole time I'm just thinking, oh, I want to get back so I can play and stuff and not miss out on anything. Yeah. I have something uh, here. It's a question that I put. Um, <clears throat> this came to me one day. I was sitting at a break at work. I wrote, um, what is your response to this statement? Because medicine is made by man, we should never take it or trust man-made medicine. Then it goes back to where some people use an argument. The word pharmacy comes from pharmakia, which can mean sorcery and witchcraft and other stuff. I have an opinion on it, but what's y'all's opinion? My opinion is that um, God gave man the knowledge to create things, and some of those things can be used for good. And some of those things can be used for bad. And some of those things can be used for both. So there are some drugs that are the side effects are worse than the actual ailment. And Mm -hmm. you probably shouldn't take those. And then there are some that, yes, they have side effects, but they can save somebody's life. So I think that you have to use your own best judgment and hope that you have a good doctor that you can really trust, that they're not just going to push pills on you. Yep. So... I think that pretty much pretty well covers yeah, it. Yeah. Like my, do you have anything different, Brad? No, I mean, I agree with that. The only thing that I'd have to add is, you know, it's just like even TV, you know, you can set it as an idol and you can mm-hmm. you can put your focus and set it up higher than what it actually is. And so, you know, that's where all the addictions and everything like that yeah. come from. Yeah. So, you know, you got to use your judgment that God gave you and 
but yeah, I mean, God gave us the knowledge. There's a reason why he gave it to us. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was say, yeah. yeah, my, my line of thinking was always lined up with that towards we've all, we've been given certain knowledge and I, I think I brought it up on the podcast before where it feels like people kind of level up and God just sprinkles a little bit more of that knowledge out mm-hmm. there. That's kind of a thought I've always had. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if, if he's gave, given this ability to make medicines, mm-hmm. then we probably wants us to use them to better ourselves and it's our choice to use them or not but it's also our choice to do bad things with them like you were saying mm-hmm. so it's where that discernment falls into yeah absolutely and i know that some medications are just more harmful and some doctors do push medications that people don't need yep and that's kind of just i think a side effect of Uh, the way a lot of stuff is set up in our pharmaceutical industry and our medical industry. Um, And that is sad. Yeah. So. Well, that comes with the greed of money, too. I mean, you know, a lot of those, you know, you get into the healthcare profession because you want to help somebody, but Mm then you start making the money and stuff and you start pushing things. and, And so, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they have a cure for cancer. I'm just saying. They've got to. It's just too much of a moneymaker. You would think. That, that's, that's where I'm at on that one. Probably same thing with HIV. It's yeah. too big of a moneymaker. I don't know. Now I'm going to have people coming at, after me in black suits just appearing out of nowhere. <laughs> just don't look at the light. <laughs> a little flash. <laughs> There's a certain TV show that talked about the cure for HIV and how you can attain it. Huh. Was it MacGyver? No, it's oh, oh. it's it's an adult <laughs> comedy show. I, oh, know. okay. It's probably hilarious. I imagine it's hilarious. Yes, <laughs> it would probably ruin our clean rating. Oh yeah, start <laughs> oh, clean rating okay. was straight out. <laughs> we don't want to ruin that. No. By the way, Zach, you are on camera. <laughs> Hi, Zach. This is Zach, everybody. Oh, Claire back there. He's like now an audience member. Um, uh, just being yeah, forced. In. <laughs> um. So, I'm sure everyone's heard about Israel right now. Oh, it's going to yeah. take us to a downer situation yeah. here. Israel. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. What is Israel? Um, <laughs> so, I brought up Ezekiel 38, 39 on the Discord, who all went through that. Kristen, I did. I say, I read it a long time ago. I have not had time this week. I dug into it a little bit, so. Is it just me, or does it sound like what's going on right now? Yeah, it's on the money. I, I, th- I think we're closer to the end time. I know we're not supposed to, you know. Know the day or the hour. Yeah, yeah. but. Well, it's like, I don't know if this falls in a revelation time. This is supposed to happen before revelations because this is, happens in Ezekiel. And the timeline I saw showed it like happening before like the end starts happening. Yeah. So, it. I mean, there's a lot of talk and there's a lot of different scenarios that people throw out. But, uh, yeah, if you if you look at it, this would be before. Um but the war itself would not be because it says in the Bible that God will take his church mm-hmm. and come back for his church. And so mm-hmm. that's before Israel is under war. Yep. So, so it kind of just depends on where your lineup is. But so, you know, 38, it's like he tells Ezekiel, go tell all these other nations that like, hey, you're going to attack Israel at some point. I know you're all going to do it, but then realize that you're going to be facing me. So that's what I got from chapter 38. But like all the nations and countries that he lists are exactly the ones currently right now that are in talks against Israel. 
And I was sitting there looking. I'm like, well, that's kind of freaky. It's kind of yeah. spooky. Yeah. So something that was written thousands of years ago is lining right up right now. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm just going to 39 real quick. I was reading that one, and it really sounds like it's Jesus talking Yeah. to me. Because it says, the what, the commander general of heaven's armies, which is Jesus, he talks about, and I will come back. And then you're facing me. I don't know. That's just how I got it. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. This is the most I have talked since I had to start taking antibiotics. So it's like <laughs> my lung is not used to it at all right now. Yeah. I'm trying to find out where I where I read that. I'm reading it too, by the way. Yeah. Because I know when you're in 38, it sounds really like it's after World War II where Israel, they were scattered in all the different nations and they come back and create their nation. It basically describes that in 38. And then in 39, he says, when I bring them home from the, from the lands of their enemies, I will display my holiness among them for all the nations to see. Then my people will know that I am the Lord, their God. So right now, Israel, the, most of the Jewish people are denying it. There are Jewish Christians. Yeah. But most Jewish are still deny that Jesus is the Lord. So right here, they will know that I am Lord, their God, because I sent them away to exile and brought them home again. I will leave none of my people behind, and I will never again turn my face from them. So I will pour out my spirit upon the people of Israel. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. I need to breathe sometimes. <laughs> That's okay. Like, I don't know how many times in the Old Testament I've read where it sounds like it's straight up Jesus talking to him. Like, mm -hmm. it's referencing Jesus. Yeah. What version were you reading that out of? I'm in the NLT always. Okay, Sorry. okay. No, it's, it's all good. Are you still near ESV or whatnot? This is King James, New King King. Oh, man, you're going to King Jimmy. Mm -hmm. I just like that yours version said, I have spoken. Mm -hmm. It's like, yo, I have spoken. The Star Wars callback. <laughs> <laughs> There's a character in Mandalorian that says, I've spoken. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This the, is like the new season or something? Mandalorian. Yeah. Well, yeah, the new season of The Mandalorian. No, oh, it's first, first season. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Huh. I'm still reading it. I'm sorry, guys. Because uh, I know it talks about somewhere he says, it, it mentions the Lord of Heaven's armies. But it just blows my mind how Ezekiel 38 and 39 line up with what's going on today. And I know that before, I was listening to another guy who was talking about multiple different places in the Old Testament that all line up together from the different prophets. And there's going to be like a major battle in the north of Israel where it sounds like a nuke is being dropped too, and that one scared me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of stuff that's in the end time stuff that is just not not pleasant, not comfortable. Um, I've never liked that stuff because it's too real. Yeah, um, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. My mom for a long time she. Uh, liked like the left behind books and hmm. the the movies that they did and was like really into the end time stuff and I really wasn't and she's like how can you not like this and I'm like uh this is too real I don't like disaster movies for the same reason it's <laughs> things that can really happen and I don't want to dwell on it too much I mean it's good to know it it's good to yeah. know what's coming but mm -hmm. it's also I don't want to feel fill my whole whole being with you know just just the dread of the bad stuff that's coming right. because then you lose focus of the now mm -hmm. and you can't 
do what God's called you to do in the now if you're focused on this bad thing that's coming mm-hmm. down the road. Yep. See, I guess I've always looked at it as I'm not going to be here for all the bad, so I'm not worried because I always have looked at it as the rapture comes first and then the rest happens. And so, mm-hmm. so I'm, like, I'm more thinking about people that I know that aren't saved yeah. that yeah. will be dealing with all of that and mm-hmm. you know because we've got friends we've got enough friends that aren't saved or we don't know if they're saved and right bring them on here let's plant some seeds <laughs> i think yeah. I, that's i think it's part of the reason i got the 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 notion or the the push to start the podcast is so we could try to reach those people because mm-hmm. everybody always has, has this preconceived notion that christians are all hoity-toity higher holier than thou people and I think if they people saw that we're like normal everyday people that love Star Wars, Star Trek, hunting, <laughs> video games, video <laughs> games, maybe it'll start bringing in more people. Yeah. Kind of like that dream I was talking about where I was building or repairing something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of the, the thought I got there. But it was, um, I was talking, what I was talking about with the sounds like Jesus, it was Zechariah 14 lines right up with Ezekiel 38, 39. I'm going to start out at three, starting at verse three here in this one. Then the Lord will go out to fight against those nations as he fought in times past. So if you go into other places in the Old Testament, it talks about the Lord of Heaven's armies or the king or the, the general, basically the commander of Heaven's armies. There we go. He appears before one of the kings. I think it was David. Well, that's Jesus. And then it talks about him with his armies taking out the enemies. So this is like he's done in the past. And on that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives east of Jerusalem, and the Mount of Olives will split apart, making a wide valley running from east to west. Half the mountain will move towards the north, half to the south. And then it goes on to talk about, um, yes, you will flee from the earthquake. Sorry, I needed to swallow. (laughs) Uh, So, okay. On that day, the source of light will no longer shine, yet there will be continuous day. Only the Lord knows how this could happen. So it's something that's like beyond what they know now is what uh, Zacharias, excuse me, seeing. Uh, I'm trying to find down here. I think it's in Zechariah where it sounds a lot like, yeah, right here. Um, and the Lord will send a plague on all the nations that fought against Jerusalem. Their people will become like walking corpses, their flesh rotting away, their eyes will rot in their sockets, and their tongues will rot in their mouths. I know there's other versions of the Bible where it talks about it just basically how it describes it just disappears off their bones mm-hmm. while they're standing. And that's where this guy, this guy was talking about it sounds like a nuclear blast going off. Yeah. Yeah. And this is all happening in northern Israel, and that's like the battle that's supposed to happen before everything goes into place. Where yeah. in Zechariah was that? Uh, 14. Thank you. Yeah, when you think about, like, if God was giving these guys <coughs> images and of what's going to happen in the future, you know, how do you explain a nuclear bomb that yeah. to somebody that has never... Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, airplanes, all that. So, so when they describe it, you really got to think about, like, what's the most basic way of explaining something to somebody. Yeah, mm-hmm. their point of view versus And that would be a very view. good, you know. And a plague on all the nations. That could be war on yeah. all those nations that fought against Jerusalem. Yep. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of stuff I know in the book of Revelation that when I read it before, I was, 
I was surprised at how some of the things, the way they were described, they sounded like modern, uh, modern technology. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I can't tell you off the top of my head because it's been a while since I've read the book of Revelation, but um, I was just, I was surprised because there were things that I was like, oh, this kind of sounds like a, maybe a helicopter or something like that. I don't yeah. remember yeah. exactly what it was, but I was like, oh, well, huh, you know. So it's kind of a, a revelation for me, no pun intended. Or like uh, in Egypt, how they've got hieroglyphs of what look like helicopters, which is pretty crazy too. Yep. Um, right here in, starting at verse 16, still in Zechariah 14, in the end, the enemies of Jerusalem who survived the plague will go up to Jerusalem, so I would say who survived the war, will go up to Jerusalem each year to worship the king the Lord of Heaven's armies, and to celebrate the festival of shelters. Any nation in the world that refuses to come to Jerusalem to worship the King, the Lord of Heaven's armies, will have no rain. If the people of Egypt refuse to attend the festival, the Lord will punish them with the same plague that He sends on the other nations who refuse to go. Egypt and the other nations will be punished if they don't go to cel- if they don't go to celebrate the festival of shelters. So, right there, to me, that's talking about Jesus in the Old Testament again. Uh, Zechariah 14, verse 12 in New King James says, Their flesh shall dissolve where they stand yeah. on their feet. Their eyes shall dissolve in their sockets, and their tongues shall dissolve in their mouth. Yeah, that's... There's only one thing I know of that'll do that instantly. Right. <laughs> and that's... I think that fits in with our spookiness of October. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah. I, I call yeah. that a very spooky topic to mm-hmm. think about. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for taking this to a dark place, guys. I just... <laughs> It, it all lines up right now with what's going on in our world. No, and I, I think it absolutely needs to be talked about because, you know, everything that, I mean, if if you want to know where we're at as far as the end time, look at Israel. I mean, mm-hmm. what's yeah. going on with them is always what's happening. Yep. And, you know, like you said, the people that aren't saved, yeah, you you want to be scared for them and stuff, but... And side side note, I'm I'm happy that I get to go see my father, you know. So yeah. yeah. So you know, it's one of those catch twenty twos. I want to grab as many people as I can before we go, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. So you know, especially when you look at Ezekiel thirty eight, thirty nine, you know. And then you look at Revelation as well. You know, there's a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much prophecy throughout yeah. the Bible. Just not not just the end time stuff, just, you know. Throughout, yeah. Throughout about, you know, the birth of Jesus and all of that, too. It's, and I can't imagine um, what it was like for the people that lived in Jesus's time to realize that you know those were the pro- the prophecies were talking about him um so i mean yeah i don't know it's just it's it's mind boggling when you think about it mm-hmm. and for me it's like we know the revelation times are coming but we also don't know when right. we could speculate as much as we want but like jesus said there's only one person who knows yep. that's the lord our father yeah mm-hmm. yeah he said that even he does not know Mm-hmm. So, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I just, yeah. So, going to that, though, you know, you're always taught that they're all one. Mm-hmm. One. Yeah. Is it because he said he 
is he saying that because he's saying as a human mm-hmm. or as well, a mayor? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's the way I took it. That's the way I've always taken it. He was he did limit himself when mm-hmm. he was human. Yes. Yeah. He so came. he didn't have like all his godliness powers. He, he, but. Yeah, he gave up all of his his godly powers and became fully human. And the way I I understand it is that when the Holy Spirit came upon him when he was baptized, that's when he was, you know, brought forth the power of the Holy Spirit in him. He had a lot of the knowledge because mm-hmm. even as a kid, he was, um, um, he was schooling, schooling, schooling the yeah. Sadducees and he, Pharisees. Yeah. And yeah. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Schooling the priests at their own game. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but, um, the, the way I've always understood it is that when, when he, he was baptized and the Holy Spirit came upon him, that's <coughs> when he was filled with the Holy Spirit and started doing miracles. So, um, I don't know. Just as it's a, it's yeah. I know. know I know that's a big argument people have against Jesus. Well, how was he God if he wasn't like all this? Well, he limited himself on purpose. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He was intentionally limited. Mm-hmm. He had to become fully human in order to be the sacrifice for us mm-hmm. for, to have our way to mm-hmm. heaven. Because I remember uh, there was another guy that brought it up. I never thought of it this way before when people died when they did like followed all the laws or is un- enough of the laws to not go to hell or the dark place. They went to paradise and paradise is not the same as heaven mm-hmm. is after Jesus's death, his sacrifice. Then we had a way directly to heaven. And I remember talks, I think somewhere in revelations where it's like all the people that died in Christ Jesus before his sacrifice will now come up when Jesus returns. Mm-hmm. So it's like all those people are in paradise. Mm-hmm. But after Jesus' sacrifice and you're a follower in Jesus Christ, then you have the direct route to heaven. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait for the day of judgment. Yeah. Which uh, there's a very good video clip where it's, I forget who it is, but he's like yelling across the crevice at Abraham. Mm-hmm. You know, Father Abraham put a drip of water on my tongue. And then he begs him to go tell his uh, brothers. Mm-hmm. And he, Abraham goes, well, no, he's got the prophets. He's Yeah. So, so. Yeah, and they can... They, yeah, and that 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 scripture per, uh, in particular, they talk about how they could. There's a divide, and they could see each other mm-hmm. because they were speaking across the divide. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. Uh, that one, whenever I see that video, it's got to be from a movie. I don't know, maybe it, it's always like very like uh, hitting you hard mm-hmm. on that one. Yeah, it's like, hey, all this information is there. It's readily available to you. It's your choice to go to it and learn right. from it. Yeah, but if you don't, well, then you're going here. <laughs> Yeah. So you talk about the day of judgment. So real quick question. Do you guys believe that when we go up to heaven, we will have a day of judgment? Like, will we be judged for our sins? Yeah. Our sins are forgiven. There's no judgment after that. Yep. So that's how I've always seen it is Mm -hmm. that we won't be judged for our sins, but we will be judged for our great, or not our great works, but for our rewards in heaven, you know, mm-hmm. so. Was I mean, it like what you build up on earth is what you'll, yeah. It was what you're you building know, up the in souls heaven. that you've brought and yeah. stuff. And then that's your rewards up there and stuff. And then the day of judgment on sin is after the rapture, then he'll come in and judge those. That weren't followers. Yep. Yeah. And then that's when you de- he decides if he's going to, allow you back into heaven or if you're 
going to hell. So that kind of leads me into a thought. I've been, I don't know if anyone else wants to talk on that real quick before I lead into this other ADD thought that I had a while ago. You're you're good. Huh? I'm I'm good. I'm just listening at this point. You got some, Chris? I think after the church goes to heaven, there's the seven years. Seven years, yep. yeah. And that's when people on earth, the way that I understand it, the people on earth can try and find a way to heaven, but obviously the easiest route's already been taken from them because we won't be here. No. Yeah. But they'd have other way, they'd have other routes. And then then he would have that final time after those seven years. Well, yeah, because it talks about in that seven years, they will become new Christ followers. Right. Mm-hmm. And then ever though the Christ followers that survive the seven years will live in that time of uh, what that millennia that Jesus is supposed to reign. So it's like, I think there will be people saved afterwards, but you know, after the rapture, it's just... What is it like? They said a, it's a very small amount of people that they yeah. said survived, like a th- less than a third or something. I can't remember the number it gives in Revelations. It's been a while since I went through that book because that book scares me. I ain't going to lie. It's, <laughs> it's scary to me. I love Revelations. It's one of my favorite books. Just because I'm a science fiction fantasy guy and I'm like, man, I can see is, that. This is written for me. Let's go. <coughs> it's very post apocalyptic. It is. I like post apocalyptic fiction, but I don't like post-apocalyptic fiction that's too close to reality like i read brave new world and that is way too no no i mean the book was good but no i don't know <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm gonna go to my add thought that i had a while ago that i brought up to shawnee um, for those of you who don't know that's my wife's name if you've been listening to this for a while you've seen her on the podcast but um i've had a thought because we talk about purgatory also in the bible mm-hmm. what if all the is first off i'm gonna ask this were christians or ghosts real to you ghosts or spirits uh spirits i definitely believe um as a matter of fact i i've seen yeah we've talked about that before so to me yes i i believe that they're 100 percent real now the question is is are spirits angels or demons I'm going to no, go I'm going to go a route here. But what about you two? Okay, so I believe spirits are definitely real and uh ghosts are definitely real, but I don't think they're what people say they are or I, think they are. I have a thought on that that I'm going to bring up. Chris, same spirits exist. Ghosts are <sighs> representations of something either from most likely from demons. Because usually they're not... I would call that a familiar spirit. Yeah, correct. So I had a thought on the ghosts, though, where people say they saw their loved one or whatever, but they looked like they were like off in the distance, kind of like dead in the eyes or whatever. Mm-hmm. What if that's purgatory? Your body's dead, and your spirit's basically... It's not with God, so it's away from the light. It's just there, so it's like a dead spirit, but it's still there because you're waiting for the day of judgment. What if that's purgatory? And that kind of freaks me out a little bit. Perhaps. I mean, yeah, I believe in like the demons and spirits mm-hmm. of that nature because I've had experiences there. But it's like, what if purgatory is what we see as ghosts that aren't like doing nothing? They're like caught in time. Like there'll be people like, oh, this is just a time loop happening and this event is reoccurring. Are they in that purgatory right now? Hmm. I don't know that 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 I that I think that that's what's going on. More, <coughs> more likely, I think it's. Um, more likely demons that are messing with people and just trying to manipulate people. Mm-hmm. Well, what about like the civil war battles that people keep hearing over and over again? Well, that too. Could that be them just reenacting yeah. the battles? Yeah. Right. Because 
um, they they watch us, they see us, they yeah. can they can see what we are afraid of and the things that spook us and the things that tempt us and they mess with us mm-hmm. you know sometimes they put words and thoughts in our heads and sometimes they might appear like a dark shadow and just to scare shadow you or make people. loud noises yeah i've got some crazy stories about some stuff like that but we can go into that a little bit brad you got anything you want to share yeah i i don't know <laughs> purgatory i'm not <coughs> still kind of like eh, you know i don't yeah, it's I, just a thought I had yeah, randomly you know, one day, like the ADD moments that I have. You know, I come from, my dad was Catholic, and so I come from that side as well, and and where they're like, you have to pray, and I'm like, no, it doesn't matter what what we do on earth. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's only one way to heaven. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's not about how many Hail Marys and our fathers oh, say. Like where they're praying to the... yeah. The apostles and Mary and pray for the dead. Well, God says, don't pray for the dead right in the Bible. I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. And so, so that's where, whenever I hear purgatory, you know, that that's where my mind goes because of my Catholic raising. And and it was always just, you know, that's, that's why like at Catholic services for funerals, they say our fathers and Hail Marys and stuff like that. And, and I've always been anti Hail Marys just because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're praying to a you're praying to a human. You're not praying right. to a God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh you know, it it's one of those, you know, who knows? I mean, mm-hmm. I, it, you know, we only have so much knowledge and but I would have to kinda lean on to the end of, you know, it it's demons kind of going that way but but who's to say that it's not just visions from god as well you know like yeah like you know there was a time where i was in a house and i saw a little girl in the corner and straight up i mean just straight up like i I was out the door (laughs) i was freaked out and and then a few months later we found out that she was killed in that exact corner mm-hmm. and stuff so is god giving me a vision to you know because not so much that i have to pray for the little girl but you pray over the house mm-hmm. to clean it mm-hmm. from yeah whatever was happening in there and the demonic spirits that way so mm-hmm. so yeah. i i think when you see the spirits and stuff like that it, it, it's more that god's kind of opening up um you know yeah. because it says you know on earth as it is in heaven. So is it an opening of God's kind of just showing you a little bit of heaven saying, mm-hmm. hey, this girl's here because of what happened, but you need to pray over this scenario and this house yeah. and, and make sure that history doesn't repeat itself and things like that or pray and for I, somebody's soul. So I've also wondered, as, as, like, as kids, we, I don't know how many, I'm going to say we because I know there's other people like me that saw stuff. But as you got older, it kind of went away. It's like, okay, so as we get older, we grow up more learning in the flesh that our spiritual side is suppressed, and maybe we were originally supposed to be able to see stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it says to go to him. Like a little child. Like a little yeah, child. Like a child. And I, I think that's a lot of it is because as a little child, you're 
your eyes are open. You're trying to take in as much mm-hmm. information mm-hmm. as you possibly can. And you believe everything until somebody tells you that it's wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, how many times have we, you know, for an example, I, I love singing, but I'm a terrible singer, you know? And, and until somebody says that you're not a great singer, you would sing out loud as loud oh, as yeah. you can. And, and now I'm like, nope, not, I'm not singing where anybody knows except for my wife or my kids, <laughs> you know? So, so, but like you said, you, you kind of suppress it a little bit. And I, I think just over lifespan, we suppress a lot of it. And, and I think you're absolutely right. I think that's, that's the level that we should be looking at is that we're wanting to be able to walk in the Holy Spirit all the mm-hmm. time. It, you know, I had devotion at the board meeting a couple months ago, and, and that was kind of something that I talked about is, you know, we always ask for the Holy Spirit to come, but it says that it's living inside of us. Yeah. So why are we asking for the Holy Spirit to come mm-hmm. when it should already be there? Yeah. I never Inst- thought of that. Instead, we should be saying, Holy Spirit, do what you want. Right. Yeah. Use me as your vessel. Right. And, and really, you know... You, you shouldn't ever have to ask for the Holy Spirit to come into a room. It, right. It's, it's you're, you're saying, yes, I, I want you here. I, I, you have complete control and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we kind of have to be at as far as that level is where we need to walk that Holy Spirit level of childlike mm-hmm. and, and be open and be open to everything. I mean, I mean. Maybe that's why I started having more of those dreams. I don't know if you listened to the last episode yet. Uh, yeah. Where yep. I thought, started talking about those dreams yep. that I was having where I was, like, basically banishing out the demonic and the evil. And then I ha- had a, a prayer moment with God, and I said, I was a, war- I'm a warrior. I was a warrior in the physical. I will be your warrior in, your spirit- in the spiritual if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. And then I had more of those dreams. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I, maybe I shouldn't have asked for that or shouldn't have been like, hey, yeah, go ahead. Because uh, they've been there have been some freaky stuff, but it's it's always been nuts. Because it's like, as soon as I realized I had the authority because of Christ Jesus, I was mm-hmm. able to just you know, yeah. get out of here. Yeah, basically, absolutely. Um, it it's something that I so many Christians underutilize. They don't realize that they have the power of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. inside of them. Some of them have been raised in churches that just don't believe in like i said the gifts of the spirit yeah. mm-hmm. and that that video that i shared you know sh- says you know the holy spirit lives inside of all of us you know and it's something that is so easily forgotten because it's not it's not taught as much as it should be mm-hmm. it's it's not it's just not touched on some churches do it more than others but yeah. most just don't touch right. on it enough and they do they they pray and they say holy spirit come instead of saying holy spirit move through me, mm. you know, direct me, guide me, which yep. is what we should be asking for. Yeah. And you have to be careful what you ask for, because yeah. if you ask God <laughs> <laughs> to move through you, you're going to have mm. God moving through you. Hey, God, let me be your warrior. Okay, here yeah. you go. He's like, okay, I'll <laughs> give you that. <laughs> yeah. Well, on top of that, when you do ask, <coughs> then you're not obedient. Oh, yeah. Then... Then yeah. he slaps you down and says, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you're obedient. Yeah. So, yeah. so when you ask for something, you have to be willing to say yes to pretty much everything. So. Yeah. But, you know, walking in the Holy Spirit, I, my mom, she, her story is just amazing. You know, like real brief, you know, 
raised in a church as a teen, went to a satanic cult, got saved again, has been work, living her life for God ever since, you know? Hmm. And so uh, I remember when we used to have the Hall County fairs over at Fauner Park, and uh, it was when Crystal and I first started dating and stuff, and, and we were out there with my mom, and we were walking, and there was a couple gangs that were walking towards each other, and they started pulling out knives and guns and stuff like that. And we were just like, ooh, not my mom. My mom just walked right in the middle of them, and she goes, by the power of the Holy Spirit, depart. And she went like that, and at, as soon as she went like that, everybody just kind of scattered and just separated and stuff. And so I've always had that in my you know, in my mind of, mm-hmm. of that's the power that you actually carry. Yeah. You know? yeah, uh, yeah. That's the authority. That's yeah. the authority. And, yeah. and so having that faith, I mean, who walks? I mean, there's probably yeah. 50 people there. I yeah. Mean, and, and it's not like we thought something was happening. Like we saw the knives coming out. Mm-hmm. We saw the guns. We, yeah. we saw everything right there. And we were yeah. that close. And she was like, oh, I'm just going to walk in the middle of this. Yeah. And, and she didn't look at anybody or anything. She just said, by the power of the spirit, depart. And they all split, and that was it. Yeah. And and with how close we were, I mean, there could have been a stray bullet easily yeah. Oh, yeah. and stuff. And so so I've always kind of had that as <coughs> my image of how much authority we actually carry. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I heard a story one time, um, and I don't remember. It was on some Christian program that was in, like, the, probably the mid-'90s. Uh, there was a person that came, I think they were carjacking somebody, and the, the the person said, get thee behind me, Satan, and the person just, like, lost it. And and they were able to lead that person to Jesus, which, the you know, after somebody pulls a gun on you, <laughs> that's got to be the Holy Spirit, because holy moly. I saw a recent security footage real similar to that. One guy was uh, getting mugged on the street, and the lady, no, it was a, was it a guy? No, it might have been a lady. Pulled out a Bible and just started like preaching at the guy and like praying over him. The dude fell down and like started having a seizure right there. And then he got up and then she, he like knelt down and she was praying with him. And then now he goes to church with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, but I'll tell you what, I wish I knew that about having the authority. Like what I, what I know now is when I, when, when I was a kid, I wish I knew what I know now. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, um, what what story do I want to give here as an example? I think it goes along with the spooky stuff. Um, uh, one house that we were living in in Kansas, we ended up having, suppose, well, my mom, I remember one, but my mom says three priests come out. So that tells me, one, that they didn't probably didn't have the authority. They weren't <laughs> true believers. But they came out because the stuff that was going on in our house like, um, I know when I tell people this, they think I'm lying because it just sounds so fictional, but there's a 500-gallon fish tank that would vibrate or the magnet would start moving all over the place. That's just one example. We ended up having them come out to try to excise the house. And they ended up, like, doing the holy water blessing thing on all of us, too. But I wish I knew now what I knew then because then I would not have been scared and could have been like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'd like, I'm just going to keep going and start telling stories about it now. <laughs> you'd hear things walking up and down the hall. Um, 
my sister said that they she'd constantly hear like knocking and scratching at her door and something calling her name. This is where I would get the familiar spirits as well because there was one time my sister was staying at a friend's house and my brother and I were with my mom in her room and all three of us heard my sister calling our names from the living room, which is scary. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but yeah, so yeah, I know that uh, the de- demonic and all that exists and familiar spirits and <clears throat> the scary thing in the Old Testament, it talks about familiar spirits and witches and stuff used them. So obviously they were working with demons. And then um, I don't know how many stories I want to tell. I've got <laughs> lots of experiences with it. Yeah. Um, in our house that we live in now, it was shortly after we started coming to church here and like kind of really falling head over heels for everything. There was a Ronan and I took the lawnmower back to Main Lost because we borrowed it because I got a big lawnmower. We got seven acres. You saw how big the place yep. is. And uh, we were taking that back, had all the dogs with us. And Shawnee was home alone. <coughs> and she said, uh, I'm going to try to get this right, honey. Don't be mad at me if I get this wrong. Because <laughs> I got chewed out last time I got this wrong when I brought it up a little bit. As, um, I guess she heard Ronan calling for her. And the music on the computer started doing weird things. And I had, like, Christian music playing. But she heard Ronan calling for her, so she went to the bedroom. I know there's more than that because, like she said, there's, like, an electricity feel on her neck, too, mm-hmm. which uh, I heard some I, – I watch some spooky stuff sometimes on YouTube, and there was a medium talking that was saying when demons try to get after you, you'll feel it on the back of your neck. Mm. So she told me that on the phone. I'm like, well, we're on our way home. Just stay in the bedroom, turn up the stuff, pray to God and all that. And I got in there, and uh, but I sent Ronan in with her, and all the dogs went with her in the bedroom. And I'm standing in the kitchen, and I just started telling and what, just saying whatever's there. Only God, Yahweh, and Jesus, Yeshua are allowed in this house. Get out. And all of a sudden, I started feeling this fire, electricity on the back of my neck. I'm, like, getting all tingly, and, like, right now I'm getting all tingly, and, like, mm-hmm. I'm on the shake because I'm remembering this. It was like I stuck 120 volts just right on the back of my neck and was holding it there. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like a fire electrical shock. And I just kept saying over and over again, you know, only Yeshua and Yahweh are allowed in this house. Get out. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it started dying down. It was gone. Mm-hmm. And the house just felt way different. We haven't had an issue since. Yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying not to like all shake here. Just remembering this experience because it was nuts. And it was like that's... The first experience I had where I realized I had the authority yeah. and get out. And then I started having those dreams. Yeah. <sighs> it was like my whole body just wanted to start shaking there because of just remembering that and yeah. remembering stuff from when I was a kid, too. It's it, it, it's probably scarier than any Stephen King movie when you, like, if you actually experience it. Stephen King's scary as heck. Sorry. The, you know, Pet Cemetery, get away from me. But there's things that we experience down there that, I don't think anyone should ever experience. Yeah. I've, I've been, when I was a kid, I went with my cousin somewhere to somebody's house with my uncle and my cousin. And we were at somebody's house and they had some kind of a presence there that was causing, they, they, they called it, I think they called it Oscar or something like that. They Mm. gave it a name and they were making a joke out of it, but it would make things shake in their basement. Like, there was nothing there, but like, you know, yeah. boxes and stuff would just shake. Cause we went, I was really 
you know, like, oh, what are they pulling? You know, I went over and looked at it afterwards and there was nothing there to make, you know, mm-hmm. nothing mechanical, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing at all to do it. So um, I, I've seen that. So I know exactly what that's like. I was like, oh, that's really weird. And then I had a friend in Atchison that she used to come over to my house. We had a we had a trailer when I went to school in Atchison and she spent the night one time and she she always talked about seeing things and hearing things and she had some kind of a demonic presence on her and um, we were we were uh, staying in my dad's room because he had like a big bed and it was a sleepover yeah and um, so my dad was sleeping in in the living room or somewhere else but we had the light off and there was this dark shadow that was just like hanging out in the corner of the room and we my sister pointed up at it and she's like that wasn't there before because it kind of in the dark it kind of looked like a stain on one of the ceiling tiles but it wasn't it wasn't a stain on the ceiling tile and we turned on the light and it was still there and it was like this deep dark shadow that was just as dark as a shadow would be you know in the dark but the light was on and i i don't remember exactly what we did but i i know we prayed and it went away but it was it was a wild experience as a teenager and i was in a church that wasn't teaching that you had the power of the Holy Spirit to cast out demons and to make these things leave. So I didn't understand like the connection. I was like 14 at the time, but um, yeah, it was wild. It's really a, it's, it didn't scare me. I wasn't afraid of it, mm-hmm. but I was really skeptical of what was going on, yeah. you know? Because I always question things. I don't mm-hmm. just easily believe things. Yeah. So. See, and I've often wondered for our experiences that started there. It was like kind of we were living with my mom's boyfriend at the time, and he was kind of like a drug user and stuff too at the same. So there's always kind of this evilness on him. Yeah. But I kind of wondered if it started off with that we're. It was nighttime. I think there was a couple friends over, and I don't know if you guys ever heard of black cat scratch or stiff as a board. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've often wondered now if that verges on witchcraft. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Because they did that to me. I was younger than them. Mm-hmm. But I remember not being able to lift my head or move my body when they were doing the whole stiff as a board thing. Like, no yeah. matter what I tried. And then they did black cat scratch. And then you're laying flat back on the ground mm-hmm. and flipped over. And I had scratch marks going down my back. Yeah. So I kind of wondered if us doing that. And then finding out that one of my older siblings, at least one of them, might have been both, were playing with Ouija boards at friends' houses. Oh, yeah. So I wonder if all this combination kind of yeah, brought invite, these things in and biting them. them in, yeah. Yep. So, like, I highly suggest nobody do that stuff because yeah. you don't want to deal with that. Because I think my scariest experience I had was when I, was, I fell asleep in the living room on the couch. And, like, I had a nightmare. Or I remember... It, it was like something in my dream was this ugly as heck. It mm-hmm. scared the heck out of me as a little kid. And I woke up crying, hollering for my mom, who was literally in the next room over, and it's a trailer house, so walls are paper thin. Mm-hmm. And then um, I see my mom come walking out, and all of a sudden she just, like, turned to something else and just came at me and then disappeared right before she got to me, and then my mom walked out of the hallway. Oh, wow. That would be freaky. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember it. Like I, like, I could go back to it right now. Yeah. 
and see it. But that's the worst is when you can like we lived on a my my mom moved a lot, so I mean every three to six months we were moving and but we lived at a house on Wheeler. Uh, 7-Eleven North Wheeler, I actually remember the address to this day, and I probably would have been 11, 12, and that's the house that I saw the little girl in. Yeah. But um, right across the alley is a family, and they had a little girl about our age, and so we'd always talk to them and stuff, and and, uh, one day the little girl said, well, we can't play with you anymore. And we're like, why? And she's like, well, you serve a different God than we do. And I was just like, huh? As, because yeah. as young, I was like, there's only one God and stuff. And so then I talked to my mom and she, she's like, oh, yeah, there's satanic worshipers then and stuff. And so then she dug into it a little bit more and started asking them questions. And and then we she started seeing signs that she remembered when she was younger and stuff. And so... Um, but in that house, you know, we had a lot of crazy things happen. So, like, my mom always had a picture of uh, a picture of Jesus on there, and it was just his face. And uh, my stepdad used to use drugs and alcohol a lot, and you know, he's saved from that. So, thank you, Lord. But as kids, you always saw him fight and stuff. And, yeah. And every time that they would fight, a teardrop would start forming, like, underneath one of the eyes. And so it was weird because over time that that teardrop got bigger and bigger, and then there'd be a couple drops and stuff. And so that was always a little weird. And then um, the cupboard doors would always be open, like, in the middle of the night. You'd, they'd just be randomly open. Yeah. You know, you like, you would walk... You would walk like we'd always. My brother and I stayed down in the basement, so we'd go upstairs and go to the bathroom. And then when we came back out of the bathroom, the cupboard doors were all open and stuff. And so then you run to the room as quickly as you can. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was also where a lady had came uh, for a Bible study one day, and we had a dog. His name was Prince, <coughs> and. Sweetest dog ever, and uh, the lady, like, showed up, and he just kept growling and everything like that, and so, mm-hmm. and uh, after everything was done, she kind of just stayed there, and then she, after everybody left, she was like, Janet, I just wanted to let you know that we've always known where you are. There's no way that you can hide from us, and you're never safe, and you can't ever leave us and stuff, and so... That's when I found out more about, like, my mom's past because she explained what happened. Mm. She's like, so I was always like, well, what am I, what do I, and she's like, no, the generation curse is done. She's like, it's, you know, we've been broken of it, and this is just Satan trying to attack us. But mm-hmm. um, but in that same house, there was one day where, like, I don't know, about seven to ten cats were on the front porch, and we could hear, we were inside, and we could hear people talking, and we're like, "Where, where's that coming, you know? And we're like, it sounds like it's just right outside, and we opened up, and the cats were speaking, like, in human tongue. And we were like, 
whoa. Like, like it freaked yeah. us all out. And, That's and so we started, like, praying and stuff. <coughs> but then we also found down in the basement, um, part of it was just brick, old brick and mm-hmm. dirt and stuff. And, and, you know, we're kids, so we're climbing underneath the house and everything. Oh, yeah. And we found an old satanic Bible under there. And we went through five gallons of gas, and that thing still would not burn. And finally, we were, we were out of the gas, and we were like, well, what do you do and stuff? And my mom started praying for it, and all of a sudden, it just <laughs> and lit up and just disappeared and stuff. But, mm. but that was probably the freakiest house that I had ever lived in, and just how much satanic stuff that went on in that house before we were ever there. But, mm-hmm. um, but that was also the time, like, I was around that age when... Um, we were shopping downtown. Uh, there's, uh, I think it's on Pine. There's a little shop that you could go down into the basement. And uh, we were shopping there with my grandma and stuff. And I'm walking around and all of a sudden I duck real quick. And my mom's like, what? And I was like, you didn't see that? And it was a black creature that flew across. And she's like, no. And I was like, you didn't see that thing? And... My mom's like, no, you're, you're seeing things or whatever. Well, then she, uh, uh, we went around the corner, and the lady that owned the shop had a vulture sitting right behind her on a little stand. And she looks at us, and she goes, I think it's time for you guys to leave. And we're like, okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, like I said, that was probably the freakiest place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all that stuff that you see but um you know the so i i know we've all been talking about what we've seen on the same side have you seen angels then on top of it i believe there's a time that i met an angel but the angel appeared as a person uh my mom and my i believe my sister was with us and i we went to buy like Christmas candy and Christmas decorations like a week after Christmas when everything was marked down to like 75% off. We went to either like a CVS or a Walgreens. It was a a little uh, pharmacy where they marked everything down way, way low. And we were looking at uh, Christmas ornaments and stuff. And this guy walks over to us and he says, should I get the silver or the gold? You know, and he was, you know, just talking to us. And he kept us there. I want to say for like 20 minutes or more and we you know continued to shop and then there was this really really long line he kept us there until the line got really long and then we got in the line he had walked away from us and was just standing there with his bag already checked out and everything there was not enough time for him to get checked out um and we got through the line eventually and we got in the car and my mom and I both looked at each other and we're like that guy was an angel like we, we just knew it, knew it within our, our hearts that he was an angel and there was a reason he kept us there. He kept us from something, but we don't know what it was. We will, we'll never know what it was this t- side of heaven, but he kept us from something to protect us. And I, you know, I believe it was an angel. It was yeah. the weirdest thing though, because when we were in the moment, we didn't notice it. It wasn't until after we got out and we're like, wait a minute, he was, there was no way for any of that stuff. Yeah. Yep. And I I didn't see anybody else interact with him, so I don't even know if anybody else saw him. Wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I know, I know the Bible talks about entertaining angels unaware. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, man, it, it was it was a wild experience because, you know, in, in the moment we didn't even notice it. And then yeah. afterwards, and because then he was completely gone, we never saw him come out of the store and he wasn't mm -hmm. in the store. And yeah. Well, I know in that same house that all this stuff happened, there's a lot more that I can go on and on. And I've only told maybe a couple of people any of these stories. So, but my brother would always tell me there was somebody protecting me when I was sleeping. And I would always be able to tell when my brother woke up, even though I was asleep. And he'd say like, you were talking to somebody and talking about how they're protecting you. So I would say that probably, yeah. if, if not God or the Holy Spirit, it had to be an angel there protecting mm -hmm. me. And apparently I'd have full-blown conversations in my sleep with this spirit, entity, what have you. But I do know that when my sister and I got in that rollover flip accident and on the gravel roads bounced between two hills, I was told exactly what to do. So yep. somebody whispered, didn't whisper, they told me, because I was freaking out thinking my nephew was in the car because he was just a baby. And I straight up heard, uh, he's, I'm not going to say his name. It, it wasn't uh, the one you guys know. It was the other one, the tall one, his older brother. He said, uh, it said he's not in the car. Your sister's upside down in the back seat. Get her out. Car's catching fire. I remember that full-blown sense, turn around, saw her, and next thing you know, I'm busting the door off the car and almost ripping the door off the back and pulled her out. So if it wasn't the Holy Spirit saying that, I could only put it up to being an angelic being, yep. telling me exactly what to do. And whatever must have been protecting me in that house, even though it things still got through. But apparently my brother would wake up, whatever was protecting me, he said was gone, would always leave. Like it wouldn't be seen by him or felt by him, but he knew it was there. It's like as soon as he'd start stirring and moving, it was gone. Yeah, well, and it it may have still been there. He just may have not, may have not been able to see it. Yeah. Just like I'm not sure if, if any of the people that were in the store saw the angel or if it was just us because I don't I don't think anybody else spoke to him, you know. Yeah, it also it says that we all have angels, so mm -hmm. so it could have been your angel, but it also could have been your sister's angel, you know, talking to you at that time. Yeah, and tell me what to do. Yeah, saying. I'm here to protect her, so mm -hmm. yeah. you better start doing it because I can't physically yeah. grab her. So, but what's that old country song where it's the little boy walking through the woods gets lost, the man shows up and leads him home, and he goes, "Mama couldn't see him." Oh, I believe there are angels among us. Oh, okay. That's what you were just reminding me of. Yeah. When you're telling us that. Who's the artist? Oh. <laughs> Alabama. Is it Alabama? That sounds right. I think it's Alabama. <laughs> yeah, it's Alabama. It's got to be Alabama. Great song, by you the said way. Mama couldn't see him. Yeah, Mama Angels Among Us yeah. is. Oh, Angels Among Us. I believe there are Angels Among Us. Is, yeah. it, is it just Angels? Angels Among Us. Yeah. Yeah. I would play it, That's but I don't want to get copyrighted. Copyright. <laughs> if my lung was better, I'd try singing it. But if the more I talk, the more I end up. It is Alabama. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> Do you no. have any? Uh, sorry. I, we had a house in Chapman one time, and uh, it was on a, about three-quarters of an acre or so that we rented from, and um, we had a conference, and, uh, you know, when you're kids, you hate conferences because oh, yeah. all you're doing is sitting in a church for four or five hours straight, and that's the last thing you wanted to do, so, but 
I remember going home and uh, my mom was battling, you know, uh, you know, Holy Spirit's hitting her and she's, uh, you know, dealing with stuff and trying to figure out what she's going to do and how to pay bills and stuff like that. And I, I remember us pulling up and I was like, holy cow, mom. I was like, it's so bright out here. And she's like, what? And I was like, it's so bright out here. And uh, she she was like, what are you talking about? It's like midnight, you know? <coughs> well, when we pulled up, I saw they had to have been at least 20, 20 to 30 foot tall um, angels on the corner of our lot. And I could see them perfectly. And uh, their wings were behind them, and it was they were standing there, and uh, each of them were holding on to something else. And one was holding a book, one was holding a shield, one was holding a sword, and I don't remember what the other one was holding, but uh, they were standing there, and they were completely white, and then there was some gold on them, and that's all I like really remember. But they had human features and everything like that is just they were extra tall and stuff like that but um so she you know she kind of listened to me well then i drew a picture of it and a lady from our church <coughs> was like well that's and then she started explaining like which angels they were and stuff like that and and was saying that they're looking over our property and keeping us safe and things like that. But yeah, that was probably the only time that I've actually seen a physical angel, you know, in my yeah. own eyes. So. Yeah. I, I think part of the reason we moved in the house we're at now is because you don't feel anything in there yep. evil wise. And like, I don't know how many houses growing up, like you just could feel it. Mm -hmm. You could feel the presence of something there. Yeah. Like even in the house we were at in Litchfield, there was, there was something going on there, but we were walking around in there, and I'm like, I don't feel anything here. It doesn't feel bad. I mean, there's the one ex – well, there's been two experiences, but each time I've just banished whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So I think one time there was – I told Shawnee about this. Uh, I think it was a, a familiar spirit, like we talked about, and that uh, was trying to impersonate my late brother-in-law that committed suicide. And I woke up straight from it and looked in a certain direction and – said you are not allowed to be in this house get out mm -hmm. and uh, like straight up authority authority and it was gone mm -hmm. so there's been twice something like that's happened yeah but other than that there's nothing there on my yeah. property that i could feel yeah i didn't feel anything when i was there but i love those houses though that you walk in and you just can feel the calming presence mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. oh yeah you know, mm -hmm. like, so I, mean, I could just chill here. Yeah, like yeah. Pastor Holly's house. Like every time mm -hmm. I go there, you just feel it. You just walk in and instantly you're just like, oh, it's a just, loving yes. warmth. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I just love that presence when you feel that, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have anything, Monsieur? I can talk for a long time. So, <laughs> well, um, on, on, the sp on the spooky story. <laughs> There's a there's a place in North Platte, like out in the country. It's called Sioux Lookout. It's it's fenced off now. You can't go out there. Technically, when we used to go out there, it was fenced off. You weren't supposed to be there. Were but, you naughty? But everybody <laughs> did it. That was teenagers. It was the place to go out and hang it's out because it's cool. Um, but up 
the story goes that back in the 80s, there were a bunch of Satanists who went back there and sacrificed a, a baby. Oh. And they supposedly opened a portal to hell. So, you know, you're like, oh, big scary, you know. <laughs> yeah. As teenagers, you're like, oh, let's go check this out. You know, anyway. So we'd gone out there many a times. And really, it's a really cool place if you can get into it. You get up on top where they used to have a statue of a, of a Sioux uh, Indian. And it's just a beautiful view. It's where the Sioux actually used to sit and watch the valley and watch the pioneers come through because it's the highest point out there. Yeah. So anyway, we used to go out there all the time. One night we went out there and we were monkeying around and we went out there like afternoon, you know, and it became later in the afternoon. It started to get dark, but we were still monkeying around out there. And uh, we were going to leave. We were coming down because you come down out of, I don't want, they're hills. I don't want to call them anything else. You come down out of the hills and it gets smaller hills and then you get down to the roadway. We were down that far and that's probably... Two hundred meters, two hundred yards, probably two hundred yards from where we saw this thing down to where we were at. We were just about to the car. We were fifty foot from the car, so about two hundred yards back, about two yeah. football fields. I turned around and I look, and I saw something. It had to have been eight foot tall. It stepped, it stepped up out of the grass. It was dark, like black but it was very wolf-like, but it had just glaring red eyes. And I was like, nope. Yeah. I mean, we went to the car because we it's so far off. I wasn't worried about it coming after us. And I knew where I stood with, with Christ's power, so I'm like, I'm not worried about it. But I looked at my brother because I was like, am I the only one saying this? You know, am I crazy? And Craig's like, yeah. He, he's like, yeah, I saw it too. What, what was it that the natives called those? Because they had a name for that. Um, there's a number of things that they could. Well, it's like, it was specifically, it looked like a dog. It, it, I don't think it was coyote, but it, that's oh, like. Oh, um, yeah. I can't think of what it's called. I think it's a, <laughs> I think <laughs> Sorry, it's actually um, a, a creature that you can fight in Deadlands, but I can't remember what it's called. Oh, it's <laughs> in a game? Yeah, Google, I think so. Google knows. I'm, I'm, I'm Googling, Dr. That's, Googling right that's now. Fair. Yeah, I think there actually is a creature that's like that. In, I think so, too. In the... Oh, what is it? The spirit warriors or the the Native American book? Yes, I think it's in that one. What's that road like going down to McCook from North Platte? That <coughs> uh, that highway? Uh, not the highway itself, but there's a road that comes across where somebody like committed suicide or. Did something in so I've never heard of this. No. Uh-uh. So there's a road, like when you're headed down to McCook, there's a side road. Okay. And I don't remember what it's called, but it's a dead spot. Like like there is no radioactivity at all. Like, like Oh, is that you, the one that comes like you go past Broken Bow and then turn south? No, it's south of it's south of North Platte. Oh, south of North Platte. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to figure that out. Did you say it had red eyes, Chris? Oh, yeah. I'll read this to you. The Cadejo, or the, which is the Spanish pronunciation, is a supernatural spirit that appears as a dog-shaped creature with blue eyes when it's calm, but red eyes when it's attacking. It roams around isolated roads at night, according to Central American folklore of indigenous origin. 
What does it say? What size it is? I can go to the pr- the page. <laughs> I imagine not tiny because <laughs> it sounds scary. Characteristics. It says it ranges in sizes. From X- it, it doesn't okay. give us a, a measurement. It just says from different uh, re- regions and from the folklore of the tribes. Hmm. But apparently, it's a thing because this was this was eight foot tall. This was very man wolf like. But it was more like a shade or a shadow than it was like an actual being. Like you couldn't, you couldn't see fur details, but you could see the. It was more of a silhouette. You could see the silhouette effect of it. So, you had other friends with you yeah. when this happened. Did they all see it, or was it just you and Craig? We did all see it. You did all see it. Yeah. But the other two were just scared out of their gourd because they'd never seen anything like that. Well, yeah, of course. They bolted. And Craig and I, we confirmed, and then we left because we were like, we're good. Yeah. Well, I think... Sorry, it's been on the cameras behind <laughs> me the entire time. Sorry, people. But that's okay. I, I think um, after after Brad brought up the fact that, you know, maybe God allows you to see some of this stuff, it made me think about uh, a couple episodes back when we were talking about spiritual gifts. Yeah. One of the spiritual gifts is discerning spirits. and. And mm-hmm. included in that discerning spirits gift, you may be able to physically see spirits. Sure. So yeah. I think with all the stuff that you've seen, Brad, that that's probably one of your big yeah. spiritual gifts. I'd say so. And that's part of the reason why you're seeing that stuff is because you've been given that gift for a purpose. So. See, and I could I could take. I could take the four of us if we wanted to go. I could take us to Sioux Lookout, and I could tell you exactly where that sacrifice happened because you can feel it. I would take a spirit box. I would take some EMF readers. <laughs> I would go all out because I've been wanting to do ghost or spirit hunting stuff, but Shawnee's like, you aren't doing that near me. We aren't going back where you were in Kansas. So I drove her through there one time. She didn't like it very much because this is literally out in the middle of the woods where mm-hmm. all this stuff happened. This is where the trailer house was. But... I've thought about doing that stuff with a buddy of mine who's he's Sue, half Sue. Mm. So we thought about it, but we haven't at the same time because it's like, what if? Because I know he's a big believer in it too because the stuff that's happened to him in a house that I had in Litchfield where he kept getting pinched on the butt and a marble would roll up, like uphill at him. And we, we'd see it start rolling uphill and you could put a level on the floor and this house was held up by like leveling jacks. It's not a very good house. It's all of Litchfield. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but, but he, and then Pete, we, I had friends that roomed with us and they'd stay upstairs. And I left upstairs because of something that happened where I, like I felt something was like grabbing my face and like, I don't know, kind of weird slapping me around. It's part of the reason my sister moved out because she was, said she was held down one night in her bed. So there was something like evil upstairs. And one of my friends said he saw like a shadow figure when he woke up, run from the side of his bed and ran right into the closet. Shortly thereafter, he moved out. So there was stuff in that house, but it was like only the upstairs for like the evil stuff. Downstairs, you'd smell women's Stetson, Lady Stetson, which we found out our neighbor's mom lived in that house and passed away in one of the rooms. And uh, apparently she liked guys' butts. (laughs) (laughs) But um, there's a name for shapeshifter in Native American culture, and that's what I was trying to come mm, up with. Yes, because I've heard of that where they, the the spirit from that native will shapeshift into a dog type creature or something, or the Wendigo. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a creepy deer. Did you find the name for the what they call it? No, I can't find it. It just says Native American shapeshifters of legend and all that. It's like I can't find the actual name, and it's bothering me. Because <laughs> I know there's a name. Well, I mean, skinwalkers... Right. That, that's like that's more an English name though. They had an actual name for yep. it. Because I think the natives are m- more in touch spiritually than a lot of us English people, English speaking or white people, yeah. so to speak. Because they're, if I think it's the Cherokee. If you ever look up their older religion, they have the name for their god is really similar to Yahweh, and they have another name for it. It's really similar to Yeshua, but it's like Yahuwah is how they pronounce mm-hmm. it. And it's like they do the same stuff on the seventh day. They don't do any work. There's a lot of stuff that's real similar to old Christianity, old Ju- Judaism. So that's something if you ever want to ADD out on sometime, go look that stuff up. I did one time, and I was just like, whoa, and sending Dalton all these text messages. <laughs> but Well, if we go to North Platte, we have to swing by Broken Bow as well because there's that little cross on the way up there. Have you seen that? Like on the hill? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Isn't there three crosses up there? Well, there's there's a white one up there, yeah. not not on the south side, but on the north side. Before you even get close to town, it's it's a couple miles away. Um, but there's a white cross, and that used <coughs> to be, or according to the information that I've gotten from family that lives up there, that used to be a storm shelter, like a like a war bunker. Huh. And. Uh, so I've always wanted to just drive up there and see, like, what's up there. But it, it's it's a solid white cross that you can see from the road. Um, hmm. Interesting. But, yeah. Hmm. That is interesting. <laughs> if we were to do that, there's another house in North Platte that I wouldn't mind going to. Sorry, I'm trying to look up something. Um, <laughs> unless somebody's purged it. Down in the basement. Well, the the main floor, there's a swinging door that goes from the dining room to the kitchen, and it would move. Not all the time, but once in a while, it would open like someone's going through it. Mm-hmm. And then if you went in the basement down by... Somebody did a drawing. Yeah. Is that similar? Uh, close, but not, not on the money. I could probably draw it, but... <laughs> I'm saying if that's even close, that is freaky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, think I'd be going back. <laughs> no. <laughs> we never went back during the night. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's, there's a house in North Platte that in the cellar, they have a crawl space where they used to store coal for the furnaces back in yep. the day. Yep. That something happened there because there was an evil presence there. It, it was nuts. Yeah, there's a house in Broken Bow. It's no longer there. They tore it down, luckily. But... My great-grandma and my grandpa and grandma were only a block away from each other. So we'd always walk back and forth. And there was a blue house that sat on the corner. And there was witchcraft that went in there. And the it was abandoned. The house always just sat there empty. And uh, the story was always that a witch was killed there she was hunted down and killed and stuff but she Hmm. still lives there and so you know you hear that as a kid and you're always freaking out but i remember i don't know how many (coughs) times like we would be walking and you'd just get the chills like every time Mm -hmm. you walk by you just get the chills 
and there'd be no wind or anything like that, but they had an old swing that sat up on the front porch and you'd be walking and all of a sudden it'd just start real slowly and start swinging. And then after you got a little further away, then it would just stop and like not like slow down and stop and just instantly stop. That's closer, but it had ears, not horns, and it was furrier. Uh, yeah, I would not go back. Sorry, no. <laughs> so. But that kind of makes you wonder: would that be a demonic, probably demonic entity uh, yeah. that just uh, like took that story and ran with it? Like, I kind of wonder sometimes if the 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 demonic take the stories that people have come up with and then make them reality. Yeah. Just so that they can like get that power, because it's like. I don't think they're – I was listening to a guy who's talking about why they target people, and it's because we have a route to heaven and they were kicked out or they left on purpose mm-hmm. and they can't get back. Mm-hmm. So it's a jealousy thing for them. So mm-hmm. then they're trying to tra- traumatize and terrorize us. Yeah. So then they're building on these stories and these things happening to try to get back at you because you have Jesus and you have God. Yeah. You know? Well, and this, this all boils down to um – uh, Satan comes to steal, uh, kill, steal, steal, and destroy. Yeah, right. it's all that. Right. I mean, that's all. They're all being ordered to do these things because it's stuff that's familiar to us, and it's just trying to take from us instead of give. Yeah. So that's yeah. all it boils down to. Right. Yeah. And some people are more susceptible to um, getting freaked out by it and being terrorized by it, and. If you are more susceptible to it, I think you will see more of it. If it's something mm-hmm. that really, really bothers you. I know that for me, since it really, really, really bothers me when people are big jerks when they drive, when they're being dangerous, I have every person in Grand Island that's going to go really slow in front of me. <laughs> and every person that wants to tailgate people right behind me at the same time. So I can't drive the speed limit and I'm being tailgated and people are shaking their fists and, you know, all kinds of stuff. This stuff happens yeah. to me all the time. Zach's agreeing with you. I have. <laughs> can't confirm. I, I swear, if, if I'm by myself in the car, it hardly ever happens. Once in a while. But if I have Chris in the car or I have another passenger in the car, it happens every time. And I have people almost hit me all the time. All the time. Yeah. Yesterday on my way to work, I was pulling up um, on Blaine and Stoley Park Road so that I could turn. And this truck with a trailer just cuts right across the turn lane. If I would have been one second sooner, he would have hit the whole front of the car. Holy cow. Yeah. Happens all the time. But I told you, I think it was, la- was it last week when I was talking about fears? When we were talking about fears? Was it last week? Were we talking about fears last week? Or was it the week before? I don't know. I was talking to somebody about it. Maybe it, maybe it wasn't a, maybe it wasn't in the podcast, but I used to have a fear of driving, like yeah. serious fear of driving, oh. like really, really, really serious fear of driving, um, because my dad tried to teach me to drive when he was drunk, mm. and I was terrified. And now, if anybody knows me, I drive all over the place. But I had somebody come up to me in Walmart. And he said a prophetic word over me. He says, you said, you are afraid of driving. God says, do not fear. I will always protect you when you are in the car. 
and you know just in walmart <laughs> this guy came up to me and put said this prophetic word over me and i i've been in a few accidents i had a rollover accident i broke my wrist only injury rolled down a 35 foot embankment oh my and broke my wrist and that was it the airbag hit my wrist nothing else no other damage at all uh it was just hit a patch of loose gravel on a gravel road rolled down a 35 foot embankment but God protected me from it. I don't have a fear of driving anymore. Um, and I know I'm going to be protected in the car now. You know, I'm not afraid to drive, you know, distances. But before I was terrified of it because my dad forced me to drive when he was drunk. And um, he, he had a short bus and he forced me to drive the short bus when I was when he was drunk. <laughs> be nice, Chris. <laughs> I, I was I was only 14 when he did that. And I was the same time I was going through the Mothers Against Drunk Driving and the D.A.R.E. and all that <coughs> stuff at school. So I was hearing all these car crash statistics oh, at yeah. school. And then he forced me to drive down a gravel road while he was drunk. And then my mom tried to, tried to teach me to drive after that. And I was so upset and nervous that I hit the gas instead of the brake and almost hit something. Ooh. And um, she thought for a long time that that was why I was afraid of driving. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not that. That's not what caused me to be scared. And then I told her what my dad did and she was not happy with him. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> but I, I didn't get my driver's license until I was like, uh, let's see, my sister was, she got hers the same year. She was 18, 22. So I was 22 when I got my driver's license. But yeah, I was terrified, terrified of, of driving. But now I'm not afraid of it. But I know that's one of the areas where I um, am more susceptible to be messed with. Yeah. So then that's what the devil does, you know. Mm -hmm. he, and that's what, what the demons do. They, they get in and they mess with you right in your soft spots. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, my other other big area is where if I do something, like I fail in some way that is um, not an intentional, I make a mistake, that's a stupid mistake, but if I break something when I'm trying to be careful, it just destroys me. Like I can do all kinds of other stupid crap and make mistakes, but if I break something that I, you know, use a lot or you know, just accidentally do it. Yep. It's just an accident. It's really not that big a deal, but it'll destroy me because I just, that's one of my weaknesses. That's one of my weak areas. And I know it's one of my weak areas mm -hmm. and the devil knows it's one of my weak areas. So I think sometimes with these spooky things that are happening with some, some people, I think like with Brad, I think, I think you definitely have a spiritual gift in this yep. area where you're supposed to see this stuff. Um, but some people are just more susceptible to it. And like you, you've had a lot of experiences yeah. and if you're supposed to drive out spirits, if that's something that God's called you to do, which I think is definitely <laughs> part of your repertoire, yeah. um, part of your gifting that you're very strong in this area. That's why they're messing with you because they want to terrify you so that mm. you will not drive out those spirits. Right. So that's exactly what a video that I don't know if I shared it on Facebook, but I might have. Whereas this guy, he brings that right up. Was like, they're going to know what your God wants you to do, and they're going to try to force you away from that. Right. So then they're attacking you with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But if they can keep you from the fright from the beginning, it's the best time to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Have you guys ever heard of, I'm totally going to go down a rabbit hole here. Do it. Have you ever heard of the Skinwalker Ranch in U Utah? Yeah, I want to go. Right? I really want to go. That's awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, I think there's probably some trespassing laws there, unless we could get permission. I, th I want to say you can go, but you got to spend money to go. It's 512 acres. It's easier to ask for work. forgiveness than it is for permission. <laughs> the aliens dropped me off. Okay. That's how I was here. <laughs> night. So don't look it, at all the equipment I have. <laughs> so you know, I know you guys always talk about Jedi and everything, so oh, yeah. Star Wars and stuff. But so uh, going back and reading this, you know, it talks about uh, after the war and stuff. The Israel will have enough fuel for seven years. Yep. You know. So, and then after that is new heaven and new earth. So while I'm reading that, then all of a sudden I got this image in my head of enough fuel is for the spaceships. So this way they can go <laughs> and go to a different planet <laughs> and start a new earth and new heaven. And I was like, oh. Yep, that's for the group. So I'm dropping that on you guys. You just reminded me of something I talked about to Dalton before. After I was reading Revelations, I'm like, does I forget what passage it was. This was like a long time ago now. I'm like, does this sound to you like this has happened before? Yeah. That's what I've wondered. You know, Like God's done yeah. this before. Yep. And then as humans, we keep repeating the same stupid mistakes. Yeah, there's a movie like that too where... Um, you know, they have different trials and stuff and, mm -hmm. and they had to learn how to, and there's like, I think it's, is it knowing? I think that's the movie that I'm Maybe. thinking of. Sounds familiar. This and is also matrix territory. Yeah. But <laughs> I think it's knowing. And then they made one different change and then the, the aliens were like, yeah, it's got Nick Cage in it. Yeah. It's gotta be that. So, <laughs> but yeah, so like, you know, what? How long does it take to fly a spaceship to Mars, for an example? That's only a few months. Yeah, but like, say if we're if we had the technological technological ability to travel at light speed, it would take a few years to reach the next Earth-like planet. So F FTL, yeah. Oh. We're gonna we're gonna go into uh, Battlestar Galactica now. Well, yeah. Faster than light. Faster than light. Faster than light technology. Like, yeah, yeah, that's not just Battlestar. That's any. So, Brad, what you're pitching is new heaven, new earth is going to be a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I I am a hundred percent with this. That's Let's funny. go, God. Give me my that's lightsaber. Funny. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, it is funny though, but just because I was reading it over and over, and all of a sudden it just popped up in my head, and I was like, <laughs> Is he saying that? They're going to have enough fuel to fly to a different Earth, you know? Hmm. Is that in, the, in Ezekiel? Yeah, I think it's in 39, I think it is. I'm trying to find it real quick. Yeah, they won't need to cut wood from the fields or forests for these weapons. We'll give them all the fuel they need. They will plunder those who plan to plunder them, and they will rob those who plan to rob them, says the Sovereign Lord. And I will make... The, okay, then it goes into a graveyard. So they'll use the fuel from their weapons, nuclear energy... Oh, See? yeah. Wait, wait, Ezekiel, what? Uh, uh, it's right around like nine and ten. Right around. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you're I can figure out right around nine or ten. You got the King Jimmy pulled up still? Oh, yeah. What's it say? Well, I got to find where you're at. I think it's in verse nine. 
is where it starts, and it's 9 and 10. In 39, Ezekiel 39. Ezekiel 39? Yes, sir. Oh, I'm on Ezekiel 9. I'm like, what? (laughs) That's probably a different prophecy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 39, 9, and 10, you say? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Come on. They really need to make like a Star Wars edition for the Bible. Oh, that'd be so cool. I wow. <laughs> so many things I want to say. Okay, here. okay. New game, Chris. <laughs> it's it's gonna be like a D and D type game, St- Bible, but Star Wars. My kids have the Legos Bible, so you don't think I haven't done this before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those who dwell in the city of Israel will go out and set and fire and burn the weapons. Both the shield and the bucklers, the bows and the arrows, and the javelin and the spears, they will make fires with them for seven years. So they're talking about taking all the stuff that they had previously and burning them. Um, will make fires with them for seven years. They will not take any wood from the fields or cut down any of the forest because mm-hmm. they will make fires with the weapons. They will plunder those who have plundered them and, pl- and pillage those who have pillaged them. So they're talking about going out and literally taking all of their weapons and burning them, and it's going to make fires for seven years so imagine that though it's a uh, more futuristic so they're in the past prophesying the future those weapons could they be nuclear based like have nuclear energy how far into the future is this guy seeing yeah, yeah. that's the big question because if you have nuclear energy even in small amounts it's going to take a long time to burn out but you're going to get a lot of energy from that mm-hmm. just saying that's a <laughs> You're taking us down a rabbit hole here, Brad. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. We love them. Well, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't understand what a gun is. So you know, a bow and arrow or a spear javelin would be yeah. the closest equivalent. And then to your, your shields, large shields. So maybe there's force fields. The droidekas are running around out there. There you go. You know. Jews are going to have a grand army. Jews are going to have a grand army. <laughs> Jar Jar's there. It's all over. I'm done. <laughs> oh, my God. That's where I draw the line. Oof. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, lightheaded there. Oh. <laughs> if Jar Jar appears, I'm freaking out. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, thanks. I, I think that I'd have to stay, step away from my Christian ways, and I wouldn't be very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. It, it, it does kind of make you wonder how far into the future that he was seeing yeah. Ezekiel was. Because, like, in, in 38, or no, what was that? That wasn't Ezekiel. That was Zechariah. It sounds like a nuclear blast, mm-hmm. especially if you read from the King James Version. Mm-hmm. And then here they're taking the swords and shields and spears, javelins, and then they've got fuel for seven years. For seven years. Well, you're not going to get fuel from metal. No. No. No, but lightsabers have... <laughs> They have a kyber crystal and the force, so they got <laughs> they got the crystal, and you're channeling the Holy Spirit through it. That's funny. But <laughs> yeah, well, I've always wondered why, like, why is there heaven? Why does it specifically say that there is new heaven and new earth? You know, so. I mean, yeah, I know when I've read it, it sounds like when I first read through Revelations, I was like, this sounds like it's happened before. Yeah. So that blew me away. I'm gonna have to go through it again, even though that book scares me. I love Revelations. I was reading it just just a minute ago. Could you imagine making a movie to follow all that? We need a good director to do that with a good like like Lucas Arts to do all the special effects. Get yeah. Lucas Arts. Get awesome. the people from Lord of the Rings and 
I think Spielberg could do it. Uh, I think. He I could. mean, he's got a lot of good stuff, but I don't know. There's some movies I'm just like, eh, on his. Uh, I would say either Spielberg or Lucas. I don't I trust a lot of other doc directors. I, <coughs> I say have Kevin Sorbo do it. He's a Christian, and he has his own production company. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, revelations. Make a movie about it. Do it. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. Make like multiple movies. You could probably make a bunch. Yeah, or TV series. Oh, there you go. Seasons. Yeah. Hey, the chosen people. Yeah. You yeah. guys. Angel Studios. There you go. Yeah. Angel Studios. Yeah. You guys do it. Something cool about Angel Studios is that that they um, accept projects. Oh. So if you can write up a project and then you can do something to uh, promote it or not promote it, but something to do all like some of the legwork for yeah. it and show that it has potential, then they. They have, uh, they're not investors. They're more like crowdfunded, yep. kind of. Um, but they have, have their people all who are all members, who are paying members, look <coughs> at it. And then you put forth a little bit of money, and then they will help you produce it and make it. So what you're saying is somebody will produce a script to them, they might back it and make it happen? Yeah, but it's a little bit more compli complicated than that. Um, you have to really bring your A game and show that you're actually going to bring this to production. And they they do all of their investors, I'm calling them investors, but all of their the people that are that are helping, helping fund stuff. They actually look at what you bring them, like a pilot or mm -hmm. um, a trailer or whatever it is that you bring them, and they see if the if the interest is there before they make it. That's what they did with Sound of Freedom, is all of that. I still stuff. haven't seen that. I need to. So what you're saying, if there's an idea guy and he pitches it to somebody who's a screenwriter and they went to Angel Studios, it could be done. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Star Wars I think Bible. I think you've got but the mind for it, Chris. Start I've, writing this I've out. got a friend who's a screenwriter in I mean, Hollywood. There you um, go. I mean, Sound of Freedom was a little bit different, though, because Fox, I think, actually you know filmed the movie and everything and they bought 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 it from um fox but mm. uh, i watched a podcast where they had the guys from angel studios on it and they talked all about had the whole process and i think they called it creating a book or no it wasn't a book i don't remember the term that they used i, I don't know they they've, they've got the stuff on their website on how to do it but was it storyboarding no, no, you have to go further than just a script okay. or a storyboard. You have to produce something. Gotcha. You have to have something for people to look at to see that what you're you're serious about what you're doing. Like and a short video or Yeah, and it may be a little bit more than that. It just depends on the project. They were not completely they weren't super specific because they don't yeah. want to set down guidelines that some people can't meet, meet if it if the project has enough interest. Just like they take independent movies and then create a bigger. Mm -hmm. You probably have to get a really good solid business plan and submit yeah. it to them. Yeah, I, I no. see how this works. No. All that I know, Chris, is I want to be part of the movie. Like I want to be <laughs> in it. So when you write it, okay, fair enough. Make it too. for me. Fair enough. I say it's been a couple of months since I watched that podcast, so I don't necessarily have all the details straight, just because. You know, my brain doesn't hold on to all of that stuff. But I don't, I don't know where my screenwriting friend stands on, on the religious views. Yeah. Well, I will. Hey, tell we could plant a seed this way. I, I, if I'm he, like, if I'm he doesn't have one there. I will tell you this: most people in Hollywood won't touch it. Yeah, because it's Christian. See, he's not. 
like a huge name, so he might even, be the right guy. Even if he's not a huge name, they won't risk. That's Most fair. of them won't risk it. That, at least that's what Kevin Sorbo said when he was on that same podcast but that I watched. But aren't they still striking? Aren't the writers still striking? I don't know. I don't, they're striking. The, the, I don't know. That, Maybe I don't, now's the time to I don't, strike. Right? I don't know <laughs> if they're still striking or not because like all the late night shows went back to production. Hmm. So I think the writers hmm. are back on because the, the late night hosts can't do anything without their writers. They're right. not that funny. Just don't tell them that it's about the Bible. Just <laughs> pitch it. It's crazy like, enough where nobody would know. In the form of like where if, if they're able to do it right, they could get all the Stargate <laughs> fans, the Battlestar Galactica fans, Star Wars, Star Trek fans, Lord of the Rings. You could get them all in one shot. Here's Star the deal. Get all the fans. Here's the deal. I went to high school with this guy, and he's a big Star Wars guy. And he wrote, a, I, I guess it's a play. It's called uh, Star Wars in 30 Minutes. And they go through New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi in 30 minutes. Wow. It's it's impressive to watch. But that's that's what he wrote. He basically wrote a play so that you could cover all those movies that quickly. It's so neat. And he got George Lucas to come to it, and George gave him really high reviews on it. Cool. So, yeah. I was pretty impressed. I was pretty happy There's for Star him. Wars in 30 minutes on YouTube. It's probably it. It was posted in 2012. On YouTube. If you get to a scene where it's Yoda, let me know. Oh, I haven't even pulled it up yet. That's fair. Sorry. Because he played the part of Yoda in the original running of it. I don't know if he has lately or not. I turned the sound way down so it won't play. So we can keep talking. Um, I'm just going to keep scrolling. Well, real quick, does that look familiar to you at all? Well, it's got to be him. I would bet. Interesting. <laughs> Star Wars. Inter I'm going to have to watch this later because it looks pretty interesting. But, yeah, if they're able to do that right, they could get all the nerds. Oh, yeah. And, I, I mean, I'm I'm all the nerds. I'm a Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, Star Wars, freaking SG-1, Stargate, Atlantis. I'm a fan of all of them. Mm -hmm. And I think Revelations could cover all of them if they well, did it right. Revelations, yeah, it's just such an amazing chat or book of the bible that it would fit so well in our our culture right now because we're all about dystopian post-apocalyptic stuff right now it's perfect mm -hmm. i mean it's all there okay so angel studios i looked it up it's they do call them angel investors you do an application review it takes one to two weeks uh, you prepare for launch which takes one week minimum you raise funds and build your audience and then Green light production's greenlit after that. Um, I'm looking to see. Yeah, they it's they do crowdfund all of it. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see if I can find a Yoda character on this clip. Well, that's way too Boba far. Fett. Yeah, there's Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? So I'm way too far in the future here in this. No, that's Empire, probably. I think. I think they called it bringing a torch on that podcast, hmm. but I don't, I don't remember. Um, I'm going to have to go back and find that. I think it was a members only podcast, so I'll have to, <laughs> have to go back and look for it. That's end of Empire. You're just but. Okay. Sorry, we're ADDing over here on that's, my computer. That's yep. okay. I'm going to try to look at this 30-minute Star Wars deal. Well, that's all right. Um, 
But yeah. Sorry, I'll, fan base that I got you. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll have to look more into the Angel Studios, what they do. But yeah, it's it's really cool what they do. I know when you go to their app to watch the shows and it'll pop up, hey, do you want to donate? Mm-hmm. So it, it, I haven't. I probably should because it, 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 it's, it's bringing Christ to people that have never seen him in a way that way. They've only seen it through like the Catholic Church or Methodist Church, you know, mm-hmm. in that fashion. And the Chosen makes it a lot more real. I know if I watch an episode, there is not a single one that I have not teared up watching. Except for maybe the kids one. That one's not really sad, where he's teaching all the kids. I don't yeah. know if, if you've watched them all yet uh, or not. We, funny story about The Chosen. My mom's been talking to me about it since they started airing The Chosen. Um, or since it they ha- started having it on YouTube or wherever they started. I don't remember where they started, but... Um, she's like, you've got to watch the show. You've got to watch the show. And because I don't always have the same tastes in media as my mom, I'm like, uh, okay, but maybe, maybe not. And then she sent us the first season. We have the first season on DVD and, uh, we haven't watched any of them except for the kids episode because Chris needed to watch the kids episode for one of the, <laughs> the Sunday, <laughs> Sunday services that he was going to teach. So I've watched the kids episode. That's the only one I've watched. But that's the only one you've watched? Yeah, that's the only one. Because he had to watch it for a Sunday Sunday service thing for the kids. The Chosen? Yeah. yeah. You yeah. need to watch the very first episode. It's a little bit long, long-winded, but it gets to the part where Mary's in the bar, the demons, you know, they, they've got their possessed in her. Mm-hmm. And she Jesus walks in, and he tries to like kind of stop her from drinking real subtly. Mm-hmm. And she's all mad at him, goes to storm out. And then she's walking out, and then all Jesus walks out and goes, Mary of Magdala. And she just stops, and they do the chosen music there. They have, like, a very kind of music they do when there's, like, a powerful moment happening. And then uh, she, like, turns around and is like, how do you know me? And he goes on to say, I've called you by name. Mm-hmm. And it's a very powerful moment. I know I've posted on my TikTok. Every time I watch that first episode and get to that part, I've got I'm, – I'm streaming. Because mm-hmm. it's like you feel it. Yeah, they did well, such a good job. Well, and see, we we have the first season. We we have the first season <coughs> on DVD because my mom bought it and sent it to us. Yeah, we just haven't watched it yet. So I, be prepared. <laughs> you're gonna cry. <laughs> yeah, I don't care how big of a guy and how tough botch you are. You're gonna cry even <laughs> if you like. Even if you're not a Christian, you watch this. You're gonna cry because I've got the thought that your soul knows better than your physical mind your physical brain does yep and if, if you're watching a christian movie you cry at certain parts as your soul's like hey this is what it is you know, it feels that so even if you're not christian you're gonna cry too it's just i'm telling you right now i cry sorry guys you're good <laughs> uh, going back to star wars in 30 30 minutes <laughs> george lucas said extremely funny and i was quite impressed that they were able to find a way to make Star Wars faster and more intense. More intense. Right? Wow. Yeah. Is this this guy's first name start with an M? The writer? Yeah. No. Or the director of it? Oh, okay. I don't want to name drop. That's not cool. That's fine. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't name drop either. I was just curious if this guy's comment was correct on here. But I'm going to have to watch this later. It looks good. But more faster and more intense. That's high praise, right? Especially from George. <laughs> yeah, because I have you watched videos of him criticizing the new Star Wars movies. Uh uh-uh, uh Oh, he's I'm destroying sure. them. We left should. And right. They're, yeah, destroying. they're not good. 
They're good if they were standalone and not trying to tie themselves to Star Wars. If they were not Star Wars movies, they'd be okay movies. If they were not Star Wars movies, they'd be good movies. I think yeah. that's yep. what that's what uh, yeah. Jake was trying to say. I think John said that too a couple yeah. of podcasts ago. Yeah, they uh, they wouldn't be good movies, but they'd be okay movies. There are parts that I like, parts that are good, but not not the whole. <laughs> You know, you know what Star Wars scene that got me all <gasps> right? You know, <gasps> it's from Mandalorian when all of a sudden you see the X Wing mm -hmm. come up and then just there's a Jedi just whooping butt. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Luke. It's Luke. <laughs> you know, freaking out and all fangirling out over there. Yeah. It was like, you know, heart beating and pulls the hood back. Oh, yeah, that was a good moment. They did a good job. Yeah, that's just the. Saying. That's the hero um, hallway scene. Yeah. And then there's the villain hallway scene in Rogue One. Yeah. With Vader. Oh, with Vader. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. My gosh. Yeah. That's a great part, too. And I got excited at that one, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Vader's awesome. Well, those troopers are like, oh, something's going on. See, then, I, I got spoiled on the Luke surprise. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's sad. Yeah. I don't get on Facebook, and so I didn't see it on Facebook, but I had a stupid Google News thing pop up and said something about, in the t article title, Luke, blah, 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 Mandalorian, and I was like, really? <laughs> okay, Chris, I got something for you <laughs> okay. with the Mandalorian involving Luke. So, the old Jedis would always say, the Sith deal in absolutes. Mm -hmm. What's up with that. Luke? Saying, here is the chainmail, and here's the lightsaber. Choose. That's an absolute. So it was Luke acting as a Sith at that point as well as a Jedi. First off, Luke wasn't classically trained as a Jedi. So mm -hmm. some of those hard, fast rules they had didn't apply to him because he never learned them. Yeah. Second off, he was basically making Grogu decide. You're either going to take the the way of the Mandalorian because, you know, you have this tie to this father figure that you want to follow or you're going to be a Jedi. You can't you can't do it halfway. Either one of those things you kind of have to embrace wholeheartedly. Yeah. So There's tying no that into Christianity, you can't be a lukewarm Christian. You're either cold or you're hot. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, it's 100%. <laughs> Yeah, well, and see, the Jedi are supposed to get rid of all attachments. They're not supposed to be right. attached to any anybody or anything. So if he took the chainmail and was, you know, going to stay attached um, to his Mandalorian father, then you yep. know it was going to lead him to a dark place. But then Qui Gon, though, he was fine with like attachments, emotional attachments. But Qui Gon was one of those. Skirting the rules. Yeah, he was. He, I can do this because I'm a Jedi, and it's okay. He was, even though the council's like, who shouldn't. He do? was one of those Jedi that, in some circles, they would consider him a gray Jedi. Gray Jedi yeah. yeah, because he's like not quite light side, but he's not quite dark side. He's kind of in the middle. He's actually more of like the lukewarm Christian, <laughs> if you think oh, about okay. it. <laughs> so, I just yeah. thought I'd bring that up. Yeah, the, the you know absolutes why, thing. You know why Jedi's can't see JPEGs, right? Why is that? Because they can't have attachments. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Qui-Gon's one of those, those odd Jedi Masters where 
he knows what the order says. He knows what they're supposed to do. But he's like, the living force isn't exactly the way that you guys present it with your rules. Modern day Christianity. <laughs> so <laughs> telling things, you. things need to be done a little bit differently. And of course, the Jedi Order is like, well, you need to follow the rules. Yeah. And quite I'm like, that's cute. Moving on. Yeah. I'm going to go find some kid in a sand, you know, sand planet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you are the chosen one. Right. Um, that'd be cool if they did a series on Qui Gon. There's show his a, backstory. A little bit been done that they've done. Was that Tales of the Jedi? Yeah, it was Tales of the Jedi. They talk about him. You get to see him with Dooku. Oh yeah, when yeah. he's a Padawan. Like, what are you talking about? Watch oh, it. It's, it's really good. Yeah, it's it, that was really good. That yeah, was really good. Quality stuff. Yeah. I like the Ahsoka episode, mm, yeah. too. Even though I think that kind of rewrote... It kind Our of rewrote her um, backstory. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Zach. Love you. Bye. Bye, Zach. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. All right. Anyone want to guess how long we've been going? It's been... A couple hours. Yeah, I was going to say, probably two hours. Ooh, two hours, 27 that. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's only like six minutes away from beating John. <laughs> we can do it. Let's go. It's only six minutes. Let's talk about Star Wars. I can go for a while. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really didn't even need to bring up Star Wars until the very end. <laughs> John threw it out there right away. Well, that's the hook. You know, everybody's going to listen to all this like spooky Halloween stuff, and then they're going to hear Star Wars. They're going to be like, oh, I got to listen now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It just got me thinking, though, when you brought up the um, what the Jedi Order was saying, and Qui-Gon's like, oh, that's not quite right. It reminds me of a few different sects of Christianity, mm -hmm. what they're teaching, but it's not quite right. So they're right. the Jedi Order on that aspect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a, yeah, a very particular Christian uh, I don't faction know. Yeah. that thinks that they're, they're doing things because it's been the way that it's been established, and it's not according to what... God has told us to do. Yep. Oh, and we have to be so careful because it's it's easy to um, bring everything to ritual and to break everything down into the law and what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do and to get focused on the wrong thing instead of focus on, focusing on the relationship. It's easy. It's easy to get focused on... Not that you shouldn't be focused on the word, but to get focused on the word so much that you're not listening to God's voice, that you're just reading the words. Right. So it's easy to get off track. And it's even worse because we're human, and mm -hmm. we sometimes want to put our agenda in the way of God's. Right. Which certain Christian factions have done and made a lot of money off of it. I'm not pointing any fingers at you guys. You know who you are. <laughs> But I wouldn't want to be in their place when they get to heaven and God's like, hey, you did all this stuff and you said it was in my name and I never authorized this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see where this is going to go. Yeah. I don't want to speak for God in a way that he doesn't intend and say something that um, is not what he wants me to say and say that, mm -hmm. oh, this is this is what God says. Right. Um, I want to be careful and if I if I think I understand something, I want to say this is how I understand it because mm -hmm. I don't want to put words in God's mouth. Right. I don't want to mislead somebody um, because 
I don't want somebody to go to hell because I misspoke. Right. And there, there's a real possibility for that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think everybody takes, you know, speaking for God as seriously as they should. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in the Old Testament, you get struck down dead for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Stone them. But it's also like, you know, how many people say that they're Christians, but then they go out and do things that are not Christian-like, you know? Yep. And how many people get hurt because of Christians, mm-hmm. and that's why they don't follow God, you know? It, yeah. You know, to be a true Christian, it's not an easy task. Oh, no. You are challenged 24-7, and so, yeah, um, you know, like you said, you don't don't want to do something wrong but yeah but like i said before that's when you walk in the holy spirit and the holy spirit yeah guides you in. right yeah absolutely and that's that's what i think about is you don't want to get stuck on the um being wrote in in what your christianity you want to have that live fulfilled mm. Yeah. living relationship with God because otherwise it's just easy to get sidetracked to, to go off track just by a little bit and right. and then that temptation to just kind of keep sliding fall onto the religion yeah, yeah. well it's like we go back to our Galatians uh, episode we did where uh, right here I'll say it again if you are trying to find favor with God by being circumcised mm-hmm. you must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses so that right there it, it for trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, you're not. It, it, you don't turn into religion by following the law religiously. But I do know it says somewhere in the New Testament where Jesus is talking and he says, "But you got to try to live by the mm-hmm. law, right? But don't follow it like a religion because the only way into heaven is through Christ, right? But it, it's good guidance on how to live, right? But then we get convicted." By the Holy Spirit when we're being stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least hopefully. Yeah. And I mean, all of us are going to sin. All of us are going to make mistakes. We're all going to do stupid stuff. Yep. But our goal should be not to be sinless, but to sin less. But it's, uh, I don't know. I, I think about my speech a lot because speech portrays a lot about what's in your what's in your heart Mm -hmm. and I try to be careful with it but you know sometimes I'm not and I bust out a a word that I shouldn't (laughs) he was a crotchety old yeah I did it a couple of times earlier today too and Chris, Chris called me on it and I was like oh yeah I shouldn't have said that I didn't even realize I did but but yeah our actions too it's easy to slide into old behaviors and old habits and things yeah. that are comfortable and things that are familiar. And my goal is just to do those things less. <laughs> yeah. So that's definitely, definitely my goal anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think that should be the goal of every Christian is to sin less. And when you become Christian, and you give your life over to Christ, you will start sinning less. I've noticed that in myself, and I've been convicted in things that I've been doing stupid, and I've progressed to changing those ways. So, 
I think it's a great point. By the way, John, if you're listening, we have beat your podcast. <laughs> that just means he has to come back and try to beat it again. <laughs> Love you, John. Bring it. <laughs> and maybe bring some chicken. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you missed out tonight, John. I, I brought some, uh, the sweet Arnold Palmer. I don't know if you were part of making it, but I saw you in there working hard, so I'll, I'll let it slide. <laughs> the best drink at Cane's. <laughs> it totally is. It's my favorite by far, and it's your fault that I learned that, Chris. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, do we want to wrap it up here? It is 1020. Woo. Yeah, better. Let's do it. Are you getting in trouble? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit? Uh, I'm surprised Shawnee hasn't tried calling me yet or texting me like, are you, are you coming home at some point? Yeah, I haven't seen her all week, so. Oh. oh. Yeah. yeah. She's been gone, hasn't she? Yeah, she was gone for quite a while, and then work and just life, you know. So. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. So, yeah. My, my wife's not ringing my bell, but, oh. Oh, she, she's right there. <laughs> what? <laughs> she's like Wednesday night. I felt bad about missing that, by the way, guys. I'm sorry I wasn't here to help out. It was a good, it was good Wednesday. Yeah. Shawnee said there were four new kids. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I was passed out before she got home. I was oh. done. Just passed out in that chair, and I took a NyQuil. <laughs> That's fair. It's about the only way I could breathe. All right, so... Anyone got any final comments real quick to cover the night? May the force be with you. <laughs> this is the way. Yeah. Was, Literally, spoken. Christianity. It's the way, people. Yeah, it is. It was known as the way before it was known as Christianity. Well, I have a lot to think about now between the scripture passages in Ezekiel and um, <coughs> the things that you said about um, God allowing us to see some of those things that do seem like they're more demonic and evil um, that we're called to either, you know, take action or pray or, you know, whatever he's calling us to do specifically in that situation. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, a lot of people always go back and give it to Satan, but I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it to the God. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give Satan that much credit. You yeah. Know? And, and just like, you know, the whole Ezekiel 38 and 39, I mean, if you look at it through Satan giving that to you, I mean, that's a very scary, like, mm-hmm. yeah. everything that the, he's seen would be very scary and mm-hmm. seeing all that death and everything. Yeah. <coughs> so why would it be different for us? I mean, right. We yeah. can, we yeah. can we can look at it through God's eyes instead of knowing exactly what we need to be praying yeah. for. Right. Mm-hmm. The yeah. battle that we fight as yep. Christians is not a physical battle. It's a spiritual battle. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So that song, When I Fight, I Will Fight on My Knees. Yes. Yes. That is That yes. song is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that song. Because it's so true. What is the title of that song? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of the song. Battle Belongs to You? Battle Belongs. Yeah, Battle yeah, Belongs, battle I believe belongs. right. Battle Belongs to the Lord. I, I had to go through the chorus. Or battle Belongs, yeah. Something along those lines. I love that song, too. Yeah, I had to go through the chorus in my head. But I also think, along what you were just saying, stop giving Satan credit. He's yep. not omnipresent. He right. can't be everywhere all at once. He's not in charge of everything all at once. Right. What is it? It's Battle Belongs by Phil Wickham. Yes, yes. Imagine that. I, feel, I love Phil, Phil Wickham. Wickham. Phil Wickham's yeah. amazing. Worship songs. Yeah, stop giving Satan credit. He's not, for some things, it's your dumb choice yeah. for the yep. bad things that happen. Other things could, could be demonic, and I, if Satan's bothering you, well, then that you ought to, here's a different way to look at it. If, say, if 
I'm doing something to the point where Satan's attention is on me. I'm doing something right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think sometimes we forget that. Um, when Sometimes when we are doing everything right and we're feeling like everything's going wrong, that it's, you know, just because we're doing something wrong when really we've got some attention on us because we're doing the right thing yeah. and we're this close to breakthrough or we're yeah. this close to bringing that friend to mm-hmm. Jesus or we're this close to helping someone else find their breakthrough. You're making progress and he doesn't want you to make mm-hmm. progress. Yep. yep. And just like what he did to Job. Yeah. Go right to the Bible, look at, go read through yep. Job if you want to see what the devil can do to somebody mm-hmm. because they're doing all the right things. And I think most of the time when we're getting affected by something like that, it's not Satan. It's nope. his minions. Mm-hmm. Um, if you actually have Satan's attention. <laughs> <laughs> if you actually have Satan's attention, you are doing something right. Yeah. Every time I hear Job, I always think of that comedian that says how bad was... Job's wife. Yeah, because he left her alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought of that before. <laughs> Killed everybody else since he yep. still had his nagging wife. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that joke before. It, it's funny, though. With, there's a certain comedian. I'll have to send it over to you. But, oh, man. But, you know, he's up on there and he's talking about it. And he's like, hey, Satan, you, you forgot his wife. And he's like, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, isn't it in the in the Proverbs or something somewhere? It's like if you have a nagging wife, put her on the roof or something like that. Yeah. Uh, is it in Proverbs? Probably. It sounds like <laughs> I mean, something out of Proverbs. I think it's something Solomon said. So I would say I mean, it's got to be in Proverbs. I was going to say Proverbs talks about relationships and everything. Or like, what is it? 31st chapter is talking about the spiritual wife or whatever, so... About nagging wives. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible. I got to know real quick. Yeah. Proverbs 21 9. Yep. Better to live on a corner of a roof than share a house with a coarse, quarrelsome wife. Yep. And better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. <laughs> so maybe that's why she was not killed by Satan. <laughs> I said, how bad is she? I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, oh, wow. she definitely was like, what did you do wrong? <laughs> she was nagging him in there, yeah. wasn't oh, yeah. she? Yeah. yeah, yeah. she's like, yeah, admit your sin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're going to call it. Um, John, we beat you by like 20 minutes. <laughs> so, <All> right, John. <laughs> you can catch us anywhere, like on Podbean, Apple, Spotify, um, YouTube, Rumble. I almost forgot Rumble. I am putting more stuff on TikTok, so follow us on there as well. Um, we'll pray for you guys. You pray for us. We love you guys. And uh, Chris, you want to lead us out? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for all the blessings you bestow upon us. And please give strength to those who need it. In your holy and blessed name, amen. 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 All right. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you all later. Bye. Bye.